Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. The summer heat never treats me kind. I don't know that it leaves trouble. Full disclosure, I don't know that I've ever met a riverboat dealer at all. But they probably wouldn't be my friend. see you out another time. This highway does not know my name and I don't care. No. Right to the old hook, right? Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Hello! Budgets live, not so live, from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. Welcome, you bunch of low lifers. This is the podcast for Monday. January the 23rd, and if you're just tuning in for the first time, and you're like, "What? what's a lowlifer? What's a lowlifer? Well, you're now one, just because you feasted your eyes upon this insanity here, this bass fishing, this outdoor, this whatever you want to call it podcast. We ramble about a lot of things. We do it every Monday, but the listeners of this program refer to themselves as the lowlifers, and they're a loyal bunch, and we appreciate each and every one of y'all for tuning in. Uh, man, what a week. What a freaking week. This is, uh, you know, I started last week's show giving you guys and gals out there a little bit of update of what I had going on health-wise and, and still not real sure what's going on there. And I, I just wanted to open the show today by thanking everyone for 
Man, all the kind words and well wishes. There were so many of those last week, and and you guys, I, I feel that in the in the thoughts and prayers, and and uh, and so it's kind of been an up and down week health wise. Uh, still got something going on. Not sure. I'm going to a cardiologist though next Monday on January the 30th. So that's the quickest they could get me in. And uh, and and I gave my I I told I said last week that I was prescribing myself some. Uh, some some uh time off basically and i did that i got to spend a couple of days two and a half days in arkansas with some of the most wonderful people that i i have got to uh share time with in a, in a very very long time at fifty fifty two farms there uh, rory herndon express boats their amazing uh farm they have there in arkansas with uh with some amazing folks and and that's man i that's very simply put, but it was just a, it was a true honor to be with some of these folks. And, uh, and I, I'm obviously, I'm not a duck hunter. Uh, I've been, been a handful of times. I love it. It's one of my favorite things, honestly, when I get to do it that in the outdoors, like it is, it's truly, but I, I got to be around folks that, uh, excel at that and is, and that is their world. And it was just so special and they were just, and they're just good people. And and some I knew going in, and some I did not. And uh, so old friends and new friends. And it was just a really, really special part of the week. And and uh, and I felt I felt okay while I was out there. I had I had a couple a couple of moments that I, I didn't feel great, but uh, came back home and was parked it here for one night, twenty four hours at the bar and grill, maybe even less than twenty four hours to be honest that I was here and uh, I was actually, I, I had some, some TH stuff to do on Thursday. I got up early and was doing that planned on just getting up early and driving down Friday to meet little Trey, the LOB down at the uh, Lake Weedowie, Alabama Bass Trail 100. But he calls and says, Hey dummy, we have a mandatory meeting tonight, Thursday night. You got to be here by six o'clock. So I, <laughs> about lunch crammed everything i could into the uh, truck unpacked the duck stuff packed up all the rods and reels that i thought that i might need and what tackle and rain suits and life jackets and gopros and hauled butt down there to make it in time for the meeting got to see so many great friends at the meeting i hadn't seen a long time i love the fishing community man and and that alabama bass trail bunch i said it last year it's uh, some new faces this year, some old faces, but it, it, Kay Donaldson, her crew, they do such an excellent job. Uh, but you got Jordan Lee fishing this year, uh, Jesse Wiggins fishing with his brother, which is cool, Scott Canterbury, Justin Hamner, uh, some some dear old friends of mine, Terry McCormick and Troy Simbeck from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. I, I grew up fishing a, a bass club with those guys, been friends with those guys for many, many moons. And, uh, you know, friends of mine like Jimmy Mason, Brent Crow, guys that guide on the Tennessee River, um, but it's just cool. Everybody being in one spot and I'm, I'm leaving a lot of folks out, man, but I met a lot of low lifers at the weigh in. It's a great time, man. It, it, it did, it did my soul good this week, but little train, I got fortunate enough. We, uh, got a couple good bites and, uh, we ended up finishing fifth out of that group of, uh, certified, certified killers. So, uh, two top tens in those ABT 100s for me and little Trey in the last two years. We'll take that. You know, of course, last year we were in the running for that Angler of the year going into the last event. I think we were 10, 12 points out or something. Stubbed our toe hard there on the home pond at Pickwick. Just a miserable event for us there. Uh, starting off the year strong. Starting off the year strong. We've got, you know, two more of those. There's only three in each division. Uh, three in the in that 
deal. There's only one division, sorry. And uh, 25 grand first place. We had, man, a great payday. Won almost $8,000 for a Saturday of bass fishing. Listen, listen, it ain't bad. Got us some Garmin money. Uh, for having live scope on that boat and it pays to run that Garmin and, and we needed it. We fished shallow and deep, kind of mixed it up. Our, our, our two best fish came shallow, but we ended up, uh, I cold one late off of live scope. So, uh, with about 20 minutes to go on a place we had found the day before it, we had tr- checked like two times, couldn't get them to fire. And I rolled in there and I, I got a, a three pound largemouth to bite in the mud on live scope about 18 feet deep. So, uh, Awesome day, man. Awesome, awesome week. And I uh, can't thank everybody that was a part of all of that because uh, I needed that. And uh, if nothing else, to distract my mind right now for what could be going on <laughs> inside the old ticker here. Um, you know, but uh, had, had like I said, kind of a roller coaster week with that. But all's well. Appreciate the well wishes. All right, let's thank these sponsors that make all this possible. And, and I'm going to say before I even do the sponsor reads, this podcast is uh, one of my favorites that I've ever done, and I, I was able to record this while I was in Arkansas, and I think you guys will really enjoy this uh, a lot. If you enjoy it half as much as I did, you you will uh, you will have a smile on your face at the end of it. But let's thank these sponsors, make this all possible. Startron, kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your chainsaw, in your weed eater, most importantly, though, in your outboard engine, ethanol is like a bad heart, okay? It could give, it, it, it could kill you at any second. It could kill you at any second. You do not want your great day on the water ruined by stupid dumb ethanol. So pour some Startron in the tank, clear that up, a little dab will do you. You can get this stuff basically anywhere. Just look for it, open your eyes. It's all over, it's all over. Especially auto parts stores, Bass Pros, Walmarts. That's what my grandma used to say, Walmarts. Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you low budget live for many moons now. We appreciate the folks down there. Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Pro Guide batteries running those lithiums into the dirt this year and loving every second of that. And I'm also running that 31 series AGM cranking battery. I'm telling you, they are absolutely some of the stoutest batteries I've ever seen. I say this every week. Do not mess with some of these lithium battery companies. Everybody's mama has got a lithium battery company now. Oh, look, uh, Donnie's Lithium. They're everywhere. Pro Guide batteries, they've been in the battery industry for over 30 years. They service most of the OEM bass boat companies that you know and love out there. Trust who the pros trust in the marine industry. That'll tell you whose batteries you need to be running. You can find you some Pro Guide batteries at ProGuideBatteries.com and use code LBL10 to get you a break and tell them you're a low lifer. And I appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all using that code. BaitWorks.com, Bait-Works.com. Got a new logo. Check that out right there on the MacBook. Come on with it. The LOB jig. Don't sleep. Here it comes. This week, we are dropping it. The East Tennessee Fishing Show, January 26th through the 29th. And then on Sunday night, the 29th, they will be available online at baitworks.com for you to click and order the LOB Power Finesse Jig. I can tell you, got to fish with it this week. I mean, I'm just, it's very cool for me that this is all happening. Packaging looks good. I'm going to be at the East, East Tennessee Fishing show on Saturday, January the 28th. Still not sure the times yet. Got a lot going on. 
but I'm going to be there. I'm going to, I'll post that check social. If you're in that area, come say, Hey man, come get a jig, come check them out in person. Come talk about fishing and uh, hope to see a bunch of you low lifers out there. Baitworks going to have a big booth, lots of sales, East Tennessee fishing show, Knoxville, Tennessee. The LOB is coming. And last but not least, hang the banner. Bassmaster Classic winning, high-performance, aluminum, all-welded bass boat, the X-21 Pro from those fine folks in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Got that sea deck bow to stern. Got the quickest hole shot in the game. 96-inch beam powered by that 250 Yamaha show. And I promise you, promise you, I fish out of a lot of different boats over the years. There ain't any of them that I would rather run than that express high-performance aluminum all-welded bass boat. It is absolutely my favorite rig for everything I like to do, both deep and shallow. Runs like a scalded dog. Check them out. Go to expressboats.com. Take a look around. Find you a dealer. Find you a local dealer. Go take a ride. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. Okay, speaking of Express, that kind of segues us into what's going to happen today. What you find low lifers are going to see and hear today on Low Budget Live. So I am uh, more more than anything this week. I'm just grateful. I'm I'm I, I think everybody you need uh, everybody needs to catch their breath in life sometimes, and and I'm certainly that. And you know we all work very hard, and and it doesn't matter what you do. If you do what I do, if you do what you do, right? I, I don't. I know everybody is very busy in life. You got your kids doing stuff. You got your work wears you down. Um, it, it gets by you fast. We stare at our phones too dang much. And you just, sometimes you need to stop and smell the roses. And this week, as I was sitting in a duck blind with so many good people, including Roy Herndon, president of Express Boats, Clay Connor, vice president of marketing for Express Boats, Jim Ronquist, who was with RT Game Calls, Rich and Tone. This guy's a duck hunting legend. He's now with Drake Waterfowl, multiple world championship world titles and duck calling just, just but just this guy that just just a pro just oozes knowledge about the outdoors where there's turkeys or ducks it's just just being in a room with him you're like y'all know the kind man you you, you got you you got those people in your life right that that if you walk into that tackle store and they're in their holding court you just stop and you listen to them or your local outdoor store they're in maybe they're in your bass club Jim very much is that guy. He just he just has this this special just special aura almost. And uh, first time meeting Jim, I'd heard of Jim, of course, through the outdoor world. But just just uh, an incredible human to be around. Great man. And uh, and I'm sitting there with him. I'm sitting there with uh, Brooke Richard from Higdon Decoys, who I just met this week. A fantastic human who is absolutely ate up just obsessed and i say this about bass fishermen a lot these pros we have on the show that we get to talk to on a weekly basis you have to be obsessed to excel in life at whatever it is that you're wanting to do and this this man is obsessed he's a he's a great human but just obsessed 
with the outdoors and mainly waterfowl hunting. And it was just so cool being in that world. Then I got my buddy, Justin Martin, who, who I've gotten to know in the last couple of years, but Martin will never know. You know, I, I've tried to tell him, but as a, as a younger man, uh, when Duck Dynasty was huge, huge, man, when it was just taking over the world, it was so cool to see some of our own, some of our own uh, outdoorsmen get mainstream media attention. It was, it was incredible. It was an incredible time. And Hudson, who's 15, my son, he used to sit in my lap in the living room. We would watch it every single week. It was family friendly. You could watch it. It was funny. It had the outdoors side for me. But then you got kind of an insight to these guys' lives. And, of course, you had all the, the craziness they, they got into on the show. But to be there and to have gotten to know him and know more about their story and to consider him a, a, consider him a buddy, a friend, and just be there in that with him, and, and Hudson being 15 now, it was just, it was very surreal for me. And then to top it off, I met one of the most, and Martin said this as well, most interesting humans that I've ever met in, in a good way, in a very good way. Uh, this young man is 25 years old. A lot of you that follow the hunting world, you've already, you saw I was with him and you've already sent me messages, man, you should do a podcast, man, you should do a podcast. Little did you know, I already had it recorded. Uh, you said I should do a podcast with all these guys. Well, here you go. Uh, it's coming. So this man's name is Bo Brooks. He is from Washington state. I think he's hunted everything from groundhogs to ground squirrels, to pigeons, to geese, to, I mean, you name it. (laughs) He can call anything. Call me. Maybe he could call anything. This man is, uh, he's something, but the, the best way I can describe him is, his personality is infectious, and he brings joy to everyone around him. When, when you are with this man, you smile, you laugh, his stories are amazing, and you're like, is that true? And then he's got a video to back it up. <laughs> uh, be sure you're following Higdon Outdoors on YouTube. Subscribe to that. Their bow hunting series, B-A-U, bow hunting series is bow fantastic he is was the 2022 world elk calling champ amazing he was a montana bow hunting record holder for moose he had the state record only to be beaten by his father (laughs) incredible but so what you're fixing to see just setting this up what you're fixing to see is we were at 5052 farms the express farm there took all the podcast gear and uh and and even if you are just a bass fishing nut that watches this show because you're obsessed with bass fishing, we get to some bass fishing in this. Trust me. It's all intertwined. It all relates. It's all outdoors. You're going to want to check this out. But first, we, we start off in this interview. It's me, Rory Herndon, president of Express Boats. He tells the history of Express. It's awesome. Some great nuggets in there. We have a great conversation. Then you got uh, Bo Brooks becomes my co-host. Bo is now my co-host. If I can get Bo, he lives in Paducah, Kentucky now, to the bar and grill, we are going to do multiple podcasts together. We had so much fun. But Bo's, Bo's on the entire show that you're going to see here. And then we got Justin Martin joins Bo and I for a long conversation about everything from Duck Dynasty to MLF. And he's really good friends with Jacob Wheeler and Dustin Connell, MDJ. He loves bass fishing really cool takes on things. I, I, I hope that you'll enjoy that part. And then we closed it out with the legend, Jim Ronquist joining Bo and I. Listen, we cut up. We have a good time. I hope you guys enjoy it. 
I'm going to call this live, not so live, from 50, 52 Farms. It's even got your face on it. It, do, it does have my face on it. It's got everybody's face. It's, it's dark and blurry, but it's okay. We need more light? No, I think we're good. Crank them up. Yeah, let's turn them up. Uh, you turn that knob. Yeah. Turn them up, Clay. There we go. Oh, oh my wow, goodness. Wow, that just changed everything. Might as well be the Sistine Chapel now on this. Seriously. I ain't never been there, but I, d- I doubt it's this bright. <laughs> <laughs> With that, ladies and gentlemen, low lifers, one and all, this is your introduction to, well, some of you may already follow this guy, Bo Brooks. You're a man of so many talents. We're, we're going to get to that. And we have Rory Herndon, the man, the myth, Mr. Express Boats. Thanks for having us. And we are, this is the first ever Low Budget Live, Not So Live from Duck Camp, from 5052 Farms. That's right. And it's been a time. We've had a good time. To, to, uh, to quote our good friend Mark Zone, it's been a time, a T-I-M-E time. We've got uh, a really reckless crew here. You assembled all of us, you and Clay Connor, who's hiding stage left. Stage left. You've got a, uh, it's, it's, we, we killed some ducks this morning. We killed a lot of shells. Uh, we'll get to this. There's a dead bird on low budget live. Not the, not the, the, uh, duck from the taxidermist. Bo, please explain this. I feel like this is a perfect introduction to you as a whole right here, buddy. Absolutely. You know, I, not to beat a dead horse, but, uh, you know, (laughs) today, you know, I had such an amazing time with everybody, but I didn't get to shoot much. You know, I yeah. just, I'm taking pictures. You know, we're out there. We're doing things. We got to talk a little bit about what you do first, though, for why you're taking pictures. Who are you, who are you here with? Who you- Absolutely. So I work for Higdon Outdoors. Um, I'm not sure what my title is there, <laughs> but I take a lot of pictures, take a lot of video um, and build calls and all so, kinds of calls, all kinds of calls, turkey I mean, calls. Starling, I mean, did just you name it, we buy it. We snipe, it. snipe calls. Yeah, no, oh, obviously oh, not. not get crazy. Yeah, no. don't get carried away. Let's let's not get crazy. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, we come back to camp. Incredible hunt, and everybody's high fiving. You know, I'm sitting here. You know, I'm like, hey, can I sky bust some snow geese? What can I do today? What's you know, next? T- what's next? What's What's next for Bo Brooks? <laughs> we go driving down the road. We're gonna take some pictures. First thing I do, power lines, Eurasian collar dove. For all of you that don't know, there has been a pandemic across the U.S. of Eurasian collar doves that have been taking over major cities. <laughs> and I didn't know this. I feel like you're, you're speaking to a pretty large audience right yeah. now. I hope some of them in the comments. I hope it sinks in because <laughs> absolutely 100% this is a problem. Morning doves are suffering currently. And so... <laughs> you, invasive species. Invasive correct? species, so... This is priority and number one for me. You can spot a collared dove versus versus a morning dove yes. in a white wing. It's it's child's play. Okay. Yeah. For, for a man such as a professional such as yourself. I, and this is you know we got exterminators, we got hunters, master hunters, you know, and then I, pigeonado. Pigeonado. Just gonna pigeon master Bo Brooks. And so so you know we're joking around. I'm like I'm gonna go get. Permission. I want to go shoot some of these doves because I want to eat them. And you know, in, in the South, it's a lot different than where I'm from. 
you know, getting permission on something. And you're from where? I'm from Washington State. Washington State. You know, we get boy. we get a lot more permission up there. I walk up, and the guy I'm with, he's he looks at me, he goes, he's like, I'm not going up there, and I'm like, well, the worst he could say is probably no. I saw at the other house there's a husky. I'm out <laughs> on huskies. Like, absolutely, you're gonna get bit. And so that's rule number one. Pitbulls just throwing a buff of huskies coming in for the kill. And so you know. <laughs> I get permission on this place. He comes up and he said, "He's like, I, got, I leased this property for duck." I said, "I don't want, I don't want to shoot your ducks. I don't want to shoot your geese." Which obviously I do want to shoot his ducks and his geese. Yes, you were, you were fibbing. Yeah, I was. I, I, and I, I'm just putting that out right now that I was not. The whole truth was not there, <laughs> but I have agenda on this on the line that I had to keep up, and so he. He go, I said, I want to hunt. I explained the whole thing. Eurasian collar doves are invasive. No seasons. And he says, you know what? One day only, I'm going to shake your hand. He, he shook my hand. And he, says, he said, one day only, you can go hunt. Fire just lit in my stomach, and I just knew what I had to do. I slip in there, and I, I harvested one of these beautiful birds. <laughs> and it joins us here on Low Budget Live. Not very talkative. No, it, honestly, I, I think it'll get better, but... <laughs> You know, there's a chance for it. But that being said, I think I did my part today. Yeah. I gave back, you know, federal government gives me four mallards a day. It gives me unlimited collar doves. And guess what? I did my part. But that being said, unlimited, you only brought back one. I have questions. Okay. Ask. Why are there not more? <laughs> so the the true story is, they might have gone into the guy with the husky's yard. <laughs> okay. And there and I can't I threw my hat up multiple times and these things are smart. I'm not going to lie. They and they know what a hat is that the first time they did boom, just smoked one right off the bat. I got my buddy Skylar running around. He's he's bumping them up for me and you know it's not my gun either. I might have missed. This is it's just, You're not it's, dialed like you uh, normally know, would be. Uh, no, normally I got a boat paddle. I could just throw it up there and it's going to knock them down. But this situation, you know, I just wasn't fully prepared. And, and honestly, I just feel like I let my country down today. <laughs> I was kind of painting the whole heroic picture here. And now I honestly looking I like back you, on it, I feel like I've let it down. So. I feel like you, you let down a lot of listeners to this show with only bringing one dead dove to the uh, podcast recording. Yeah, that was that was one of my lowest days. That, I'm not gonna that, lie, that but be that being said, days. better late than never. <laughs> better one than none. It's 100 percent more doves than you and I brought back. This is true. This is true. But now we didn't go. We didn't set out to. What, what is this dove called again? I've said it five. Times. I know, but you were trying to get information to the public. Bro. This, this is, is the Eurasian collar dove. Okay, Eurasian, Eurasian collar dove. Google that. Yeah, slightly larger than a morning dove. Very similar to a pigeon. So, just which Bo has a invasive species, a very obsessed. Like you've got a uh, like a, a weird. I would almost say a fetish with the pigeon. The pigeon. That's an interesting choice of words, man. <laughs> but I I appreciate you bringing light to this subject. But yeah, yeah. No, I I'm not I'm not sure. I would call it a fetish. I would say an obsession. Can't stop. Won't stop. Miley Cyrus, <laughs> day one. You know, wrecking ball wrecking on the pigeon. Your words, not mine. <laughs> so, Rory, all these guys in duck camp here, 50-52, Bo 
world-class elk caller, world-class yeah. elk hunter, turkey hunter. World but champion. We hear all these pedigrees. We, we get told this, and then we find out that all he cares about, really in life, it, a burning in his soul is... Strong passion. Pigeon hunting. That's right. That's it. Well, you know... And, and, and the Eurasian... Collar dove. Collar dove. Well, it, I would it, call it, it a successful day. And all I'm worried about right now, and this is just just me talking, because I, obviously we've we've talked about this a lot in camp. Not a waterfowl guy necessarily. I, okay. You know, think I showed out maybe a couple times today. Also, well today. let the team down a couple times. Happens. But I am a little nervous. This avian flu thing's going around. Am I getting avian flu in my Tito's right now <laughs> with this thing being this close to my solo solo cup here? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> I can't handle any more health issues right now, <laughs> Bo. I cannot. It's too late, Bob. So <laughs> that ship sailed. That ship sailed. You know, we've seen plenty of avian flu this season. Eurasian collar dove. They do not migrate. So hopefully they've got that going for them. <laughs> So at least they're not in a high migratory area. Yes. So that's kind of a homebody. I feel like this is the most technical LBL I've ever done. Yeah. In regards to the Eurasian collar dove. No, I mean, this is this I is mean, definitely it. If you want to know any more, just ask. <laughs> I've learned a lot. We've all learned a lot this week. So, Rory, right over your shoulder, we can't. Uh, you were telling us a story earlier. Yeah. Kind of shift gears. Of course, you, Mister Express. Family, been in this business for a very long time. Now you've got the reins. Tell us a story, because I, I, I know I've had you on at the Classic Podcast. I had you on an LBL after Billy Lowen won down there at Pickwick. Yeah. But talk to me about like the history, your granddad, the story you told us at dinner tonight about Express Boats, just because I, I find it so interesting, and I get so many comments about Express Boats yeah. through, through the podcast since I've been running one. And I, I thought, and everybody here tonight at dinner, it's it's a really cool story that kind of led us to where we're at today, right? I Absolutely, mean, it, it, yeah. Very cool. No, it is a very cool story, and it's just very organic. Just, uh, you know, our, our family's history with hunting in the outdoors. It Hunting's never been a, a sport or something you did on the side. It's just part of our life. We didn't didn't know any different. You did it for you did it for food. You did it for recreation. It's just kind of what you did on the weekends, weekdays. It, there's no division there. It's just kind of what we did and, and who we were. And my grandfather had a sporting goods store on the banks of the Mississippi River back in the 50s and 60s there in Natchez. And so a big part of his clientele was um, a lot of the infrastructure going into south louisiana and and he sold boats and he he sharpened chainsaws for the guys that were cutting uh, logs in that region and just you know kind of grinded and had a business sporting goods store there on on the mississippi river and so he just noticed a big need for a more durable boat he was selling boats to the guys that were um, putting a lot of infrastructure down in that south louisiana area putting in all the bridges and infrastructure of gas lines power lines and um, those guys were just burning through those, those riveted boats and he just knew there was a better way. And so that's what he did. He ended up inventing the first all welded aluminum boat and, and putting it in that market to those guys who really put a test to the boat. And so he used the highest grade materials and the highest grade processes and, um, just kind of revolutionized what the aluminum boat industry was. It was, you know, a disposable product at the time you, you would, you know, work out of it. They'd put their heavy equipment, a lot of guys, they'd work out of it all day long. And, um, he just knew there was a better way. How do we make it more durable? How do we make it last longer? How do we get better materials? 
and um, he just had the infrastructure around him of probably one of the toughest environments on an aluminum boat and just process of elimination. This worked, this doesn't work. This works, this doesn't work, and just kept making it better and better. Do you ever sit and think, now we're like one year removed from you seeing an X-21 with a Bassmaster Classic trophy on it? Yeah. Multiple, multiple blue Elite Series trophies. Do you ever think back that he ever had, maybe did he have that vision for that 21-foot bass boat? Could he have seen where this company would end up now, which is the super high-performance bass boat, and of course bay boats and duck boats and in the veranda pontoon line, all these things, but yeah. that twenty-one foot, like from from those humble beginnings, like the first all-welded aluminum, to where we are now. Man, there's there's no way he did. You know, that's just not the way that he thought, or the way I think either. We're not looking at, you know, the proverbial trophy at the end of something, right? Yeah. Like it's just always how do we make it better, and that's just the way we look at our product daily. Mm-hmm. Um, make the best product we can. If we see an opportunity, we try to improve it, and I know that's what he did as well. That's all. He was he was in engineer and a designer and he helped multiple patents on a lot of different things and he just loved to make things better and so he loved to come with new ideas test them um, poke holes in it and just keep making it better and so that was just an opportunity for him like i said that was one of many things that he did and many passions he was an upland uh, game hunter he loved to crow hunt like it didn't matter what it was <laughs> don't get it doesn't well, matter listen, i was, was circle back he there. swelled up a little bit when you yeah. said crow but Dude, I, I just hit the cobra <laughs> <laughs> but we grew up coon hunting, duck hunting, deer hunting. Like I said, the outdoors is just part of our life. We had a big family farm that we all kind of grew up on, and we'd go pick peas and, and you know, shuck corn, and we'd go to church on Sunday, and we'd go work the family farm. And, and um, the outdoors is just kind of a way of life. It wasn't – it was just our resource, right? Like it, it wasn't a – it, it wasn't this sporting outing. It wasn't a game. It wasn't football or basketball or hunting. It wasn't this box we checked. It was just a way of life. That's that's something that you notice, like the group of guys we've got here yeah. at Duck Camp. That's as you're saying that, whether it's Bo, whether it's Brooke, whether it's whether it's Mister Jimbo over there, whether it's Martin, Chris Vines, we all live it, yeah. right? The products we sell, the products we endorse, the products we're a part of, we all live it. it it's it is that lifestyle. It's not just a business. Yeah, that's right. And the passion mm-hmm. comes through in that. That that was the coolest thing about. For me, sharing the the duck woods with you guys, getting to be in the getting to be in the in the woods, listening to you guys feed off of each other, calling ducks. Because I'm a, I'm a I'm a rookie. I'm an amateur. I've been a few times, but but seeing you guys and the passion you guys have for whether it's decoys, whether it's Drake clothing, whether it's you know waders, whatever the case is, shotgun, just every conversation that took place. It's so much like the bass fishing world, yeah. right? It's so relatable to that in that you have to have passion to make the best products. And right. it's the coolest thing about the outdoor industry is most people that run these companies, for the most part, live it every live it, single day. Yeah. And it's, man, it's something that we can't ever take for granted. Like, yeah, whether you're a guy in your garage painting lures or if you're at home, absolutely. you know, modifying hunting equipment, it's, it's all in the same bucket of just like, how do we make it better? How do we keep improving? How do we you know, make the next best, you know, Alabama rig or whatever, whatever the next angle is to make us a more advanced outdoorsman. And so, yeah, that's what's fun about this group of guys. I'm sure everybody here is always thinking, how do we make it better? How do, you know, it's not about the fun. The fun just comes with it because we're all so passionate about it. We had a conversation earlier, Martin and I, about stuff breaks. And you you were involved in that too. Look, it's going to break. And 
where are we going to find out the, the limits of all these products? Right here. That's right. Right here on the water, in the woods. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. So think about that when you're buying a product too, right? I mean, that's that's very important that to know that these things go through rigorous testing. Like you hand-making turkey calls. Like you were talking about that last night and teaching a team that work with you to hand-make these calls and they are built to your specifications. Like that is so... It's so interesting to me, man. It's an art. Yeah, it, it is, and and that's from from years of experience. And a formula, and I say years. You're only 25, which is just incredible because you're so wise beyond your years and and tons of experience and crazy stories in the outdoors that you've shared with us. He lives in a pressure cooker. I mean, like, yeah, he's 25, but he's like he's 50. Do you feel like you're in a pressure cooker? Oh, you know, I appreciate you. Everyone asks, "How's the good dog?" But not no no who's a good dog no i, I don't know um <laughs> that you know that, that you know that you know um it's one of those things you know it's really cool you know you come together there's so many people that it, there's there's ego involved you come here to this camp that we're at currently right now everyone's here for the same reason yeah they love it they live it Honestly, truly, we are all so in sync today, and I can't say that every time I go hunting. You know what I mean? It was just everybody's just loves it so much. They've done it, and it's really fun. I mean, we get a laugh. We get. I mean, I cried. <laughs> and uh, I swam when you shot the dog. <laughs> and then you did. We'll get. We'll get that story. We'll get the goods on that story. He swam, but. Nope. Ten story went down. Yeah. <laughs> ten story went. Listen, Rory is uh, of all things six foot ten. It's a big boy. Volunteer lifeguard <laughs> <laughs> on the weekends. I found out where the he top will just, of my waders were will today. Just, yes, if you see him up to his chin, if his hat is floating, do not go that direction in your waders. I saw when a you white were my light, stubby self. And at the end of that white light was Justin Martin with the end of his shotgun yes. pulling me out of a deep hole. I just heard Justin say, you all right? And then it got quiet. And then I saw Justin pick up the pace and start <laughs> walking through the muck a little faster. And you extended. There was a shotgun pull. It was a good move. It's white light. It was. <laughs> you were there. But I was dry. I found out where the top of my waders are for sure, though. You asked Bo if he, I asked Bo if he was in a pressure cooker. I think you were in a pressure cooker. I was there, there for ducks, about 20 that, minutes. That was a tight situation. There were ducks buzzing all around. You I had your dog. killed a duck while I was in that hole. Always swinging. You did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Always swinging. That, that was that was a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> I, I, I mean, truly, truly, I looked over and I go, I'm like, what is going on? This guy goes from six foot four to a midget man. <laughs> six foot ten, six buddy. Foot, there's a difference. Six foot ten. He's six ten, right? Six nine, yeah. Six nine. Whatever. Say big what? enough. Say, not, say what? <laughs> big enough. You're not going to box him out. How about that? Under the goal, you're never getting a rebound when we play five on five later. I, I, I honestly, I, I didn't know what to think. I looked over and I'm, and, and like you said, Justin's coming over. I'm like, what? What is going on? And I, and I think he's. At first, I think he's joking. I'm like, oh, he's funny. He's a funny guy. You know, <laughs> it's a funny guy. That, that Duck Dynasty guy. He's funny. They're, right? they're funny guys. You know, well, then, then I'm like, this guy's seriously in trouble. And obviously, I'm the best swimmer here. <laughs> so, and so I'm about to rip off my waders. And, I mean, you got to sacrifice yourself for, for your team. I learned that a long time ago, Dodgeball. Justin ball. just happened to be closer. <laughs> no, and yeah, Justin, I'm like, wow, he's got it. 
obviously. And so, <laughs> so you just suited the some sure footing going on. So you suited back up. I got back up, you know, get the camera back on. Obviously, you know, it's one of those things. You Documentation just, of the utmost, you know, it's it's a respect thing. It's a respect thing, you know. I'm not going to save somebody in front of him because it's just like <laughs> you weren't going to cut Gustin off for the save. No, no boxing out. No, no, you can't box him out, man. No, it like like we said though. It just and and I I totally forgot. You turn around and shot that duck, midget man over here. <laughs> I mean, I've just recently learned six foot nine. Turn around <laughs> at four foot two. He's over there just slocking on the edge of the bu- of the of the brush pile. I mean, it was incredible. Could have caught a bass there too, I believe. We talked about that several times today. I feel like we were in Are some Are there bass in there? There very easily could be. Just right above us, there's a lot of fish. It, does that hold water year-round or what is the No, it's just a winter flood area, but the the main channel through there holds fish. Really? Are, yeah. they, are they big fish? There's some good-sized crappie and bass in there. You ever heard of a bonita fish? I have. It's pretty big. <laughs> They're not in there. <laughs> Bo is a master angler. He is. <laughs> does love smallmouth bass I, and I, does I, know Brandon Polinick, which ties him to Low Budget Live okay. Bass Fishing yeah, Podcast. Yeah, Brandon's Brand my homie. You know, um, I actually, before I was going to work for Higdon Outdoors, I was going to be a uh, salmon fishing guide. No kidding. Yep, yep. I had my six pack, coastal six pack. I was going to. Hey, don't go bragging. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a six pack too, but you just can't see it. <laughs> Okay, I'm not Channing Tatum over here. I'm talking about the fishing six-pack. Okay. No, I had to go to school for this thing. Um, no, I, uh, I, I, that's what I was planning on doing. Um, I started my call company, then, and then um, one thing led to another. I was building fence, and I was going to be a fishing guide, and Brooke called me, and I was in the hot sun. And I said, yeah, yeah, I would absolutely like to come in an air conditioning office. You know, that would be great. But then you told us immediately upon your job interview, you said, I can't be here for any of the hunting seasons. They hired you, and then you're like, well, now you're going to do some things on my terms, <laughs> which doesn't happen normally with an employer at a Yeah, at no, a no, that's, like that's, that. that's, that's absolutely true. But, you know, that's, anybody that's listening right now, you got to come in with your priorities straight. <laughs> right, Brooke? Right. It's all about negotiating skills. Ne- negotiating. I'm absolutely not working during September. Elk season. At, elk season. I don't, and, and that's what I told them. I said, I don't care if I get paid. And I'll figure it out. The money's in the pigeons. And so. So. <laughs> so. We have absolutely got off the rails are, are so gonna, hard. Are we going to step into that mud hole or no? So, I mean, we're there. I, we're, we are already we're, talking about stepping into all sorts your, of mud holes here. So We are to your chin. Yes. I don't know if it's mud hole. I don't know if it's bullshit. <laughs> it's I don't know bullshit. where we're It's not bullshit. We've proven this multiple times. So. So, <laughs> funny guy. We have so many guests here too. By the way, great people in the wing, and they're they're one is asleep right now. I can see he's he's struggling. He's struggling over there. I, I mean, he him. did he did leave uh, Louisiana about three two two thirty this morning. Two thirty. That's dedication That's to dedication. come hang out with this motley crew. Uh, so, pidge money, like Bitcoin, but different. Absolutely. The, the return is incredible compared to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is absolutely unminable. Okay. Pigeons, you can rely on your own work. Okay. And you're okay. going gonna to turn it up. It's not as volatile, right? Like, it's, it's pretty steady. And this comes from a- catching live pigeons? $5 a bird. Let's just put that on the table. I just pull $5 out of my wallet, put it right on the middle of the table, always. You just got to drum it up. 
This is this is a dead dove. This is a dead dove. I'll, Work, give, you, I'll give you five dollars. Completely to get that worthless. Off my table. Absolutely <laughs> worthless. When when I'll when give is... you twenty dollars to never get it back out again. Okay. <laughs> Deal. That's better than five. I, I, I'm, I'm a businessman and a space cowboy. <laughs> we found that out last night. Yeah. Me? No, I got you. No. Um. You know when I was when I was in my younger years, which I mean was not. Come too on, long Jimbo. Ago, you're good. Walk on by. Run through there, bub. Listen, if a world champion's going to walk in front of the camera, we're good with it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the back of Jim Ronquist, everyone. Yeah, world champion. World The world champion. Worldwide champion. So. Duck collar. Duck collar. Duck collar. Hmm. Not to be confused with Duck Commander, Mm. who's asleep on the couch. (laughs) One of. One of. You're you're the you're like you're the duck commander guy now. Don't you don't sass. Don't you get sassy over there. Modest. He's very modest. Modest. He's modest. tired. He's t- he is tired. He's tired. He's almost been awake for twenty four hours, and we're making him do this podcast. Absolutely. Forcing him into this. He's in the batter's box. He didn't. Know yes, it yet. he is. So when I was, I, I I had a lot of times, you know, you know, I told Higdon, you don't have to pay me. But I still had to make money and go duck hunting every day of the season. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, my, and all my friends are dog trainers, and they're paying all this outrageous $5 a bird. $5 a bird. For a live pigeon. For a live pigeon. And I absolutely can make those quotas. <laughs> and so I, I, th- I come up with this brilliant idea. Okay. I, I, and I, I'm a pigeon enthusiast. I know I've, I've learned through the years that pigeons – you put a light on their eyes, they're blind. So we go, and we're going downtown Portland. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Pigeon tips. It's a new segment. Pigeon tips. Pigeon tips. There you go. No, yeah, Lighten their eyes. I, I appreciate Sound that. Sound effect. That, that was, Think that was about a- if that played every time you went pigeon hunting. Right here between the ears, you heard that. I'm not gonna lie, I've heard that before. You'd be you'd be fired up. That was my first time, but I feel like I felt that before. And so, um, that being said, I <laughs> I started out at which you guys don't know what it is, except for the people on the West Coast. We have a Buy Mart. Yeah, I, I know Buy Mart. Is. I, I go to Buy Mart. I find a salmon net. I took my dad's salmon net one time. Whoop me. So don't take your dad's salmon net. Another so, tip. Say, so sa- t- hang on. Salmon net tips. Mm-hmm. There you go. Tip. Well, this I is tip. a this is a fishing pot. This is a, You're bringing it back. Yeah. You're bringing so it back I, to so the fishing. If, if all you guys have loved to fish, obviously you're on this podcast. A salmon net to a smelt net. You want to find something right in the middle there. You need to have something that's got a little bit of depth to it. You do not want a kokanee net. Just everybody that knows that everyone up north, no kokanee nets are too shallow. Pigeons can get out of it. You want to be able to trap them in the net. So what I would do is I would go and I would drive. By the way, there is no laws on pigeons whatsoever. So I can no, no I, restrictions, no, no restrictions, seasons. Nothing. They want them all gone. And I've talked to state police. I've talked to everybody. I and I, I actually got pulled over one night doing it. But we'll get into that. And so I'm, I go along with a spotlight. I look underneath these overpasses. I'm running past homeless gentlemen and women, 
I'll run past them, needles, whatever, going up there, just catching pigeons. You know, we're, we're averaging, you know, 20, 30 a night. One day at an Indian casino, I look over, and I see the mother load. I see the mother load hitting these two little silos. I drive over, and I say, hey, would you mind if I went in and cleaned up your pigeon problem? They said, absolutely, no problem. What I didn't know is they had a lock on the silo. There's a top on it and stuff. They're getting in and out. I took bolt cutters, popped off the lock, which, I mean, we bought a new lock and got them a new lock, left the key in it. But we slip in there, and I've never seen so many pigeons. (laughs) There might be a 1,000. There isn't one. We get in there. My buddy's got his... uh, Got his canopy on the top. That night, it was the best night we've had. It was we caught two hundred and fifty-six pigeons. <laughs> Live pigeons. Live pigeons. Five dollars. Everyone, five dollars a bird. They, you don't find that type of money on the street every day. <laughs> and that paid for my next month of duck hunting. And so, what I, I I catch all these pigeons, and I'm in a Walmart parking lot. I'm stuffing them in uh, boxes, and we're you know you know ten at a time, so they're at at a good you know. Manageable good, number. Manageable yeah, number. Yeah. So we can. So good we can, case quantity. Yeah, and, 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 say, and it's yeah. still safe for the birds. The I want the world. birds to be safe. You know, the birds, I want all the birds to be safe, no problems. In this case, PETA's listening. You know, everything's <laughs> all good. And so um, we get all the birds in there. And I mean, there is pigeon poop everywhere. All <laughs> My buddy's truck. I mean, it is covered. But, but you fill the camper shell full of pigeons, right? Full like, of pigeons. We lost a few. When I was in the Walmart parking lot taking cardboard boxes, there were, and I'm like, get the, just close the door, man. Just so, lose. It's five dollar bills slipping out the window. Literally flying back home. Literally flying back home. I went back and got them later, and so, um, we we get them all, and then I'm on Facebook. I'm like, okay, I got this guy. Okay, this okay, guy. okay, okay. I gotta cut you off for a second. Does what? Do you go to Facebook Marketplace with this? You can't. You can't actually put live birds on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. You can't put live animals on Facebook Marketplace. I found that out the hard way. Great they question. do not That's approve a great that. That's right. Yeah. Right. As yeah. a host of this of this show, I felt like that was an important question. So for I, I had okay, to write, continue. Both. I had to write a post on like sneaky point, post. pointers of Washington. You know, like Washington duck dogs. I'm like, I have pigeons. Five bucks a bird, and then six bucks delivered. <laughs> and you know, because gas is very high on the West Coast, it is absolutely is yes. outrageous. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing till I moved to the South. And so, you know, I'm I'm going I'm going to some some awesome places. Been to some sketchy places. You know, I, it's not all a one dump type of thing. You know, you can't just take 256 pigeons to some guy. You know, no <laughs> I, pigeon I pump and dump. No, you can't no, do that. No, you just, I, and so I, I got them in. I go and I it take is. them. I, I get paid for them. The feeling that you get after picking up and making that money and then turning it into dead ducks means so much more to you than just working a day job. Somebody giving it to you. No, ab- absolutely. If you had earned that at a job. If I earned that at a that job. That you weren't working and, and requested to not be paid for you're making a lot of sense here. <laughs> that being said, I, because I, I'd like to remind everyone at home, this man is employed. 
He has a day job. <laughs> he does have a day job. I, I, I do have a day job. Um, no, but it's I, – I, I joke about it, but I it was so cool. We just paid for our next few weeks of duck hunting, and I did it actually a few times since then, and then it paid for me to drive back to Kentucky. and I mean, just run around catching pigeons, and I mean – where there's Is a will, there's a way. Where there's a pidge, there's a way. There's money. You need, and and we had this conversation with someone that can make this happen. Pigeon commander. We had this talk earlier. Pigeon commander. We're gonna. I I know a guy. We're gonna bring him in here in just a few minutes, and we're gonna see if you can't negotiate. Pigeon commander. <laughs> I. You <laughs> can have it. From the gallery, from the peanut gallery. <laughs> he can have it. That's pretty strong. That is really strong. When you have the pigeon market cornered. I'm going to start, what I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start taking those pigeons and moving them around the country. I've got it. Is I've got that a, legal? Should it, you say that on camera on YouTube? I'm not sure. No, they're invasive species. You do what you want. Um, but uh, that being said, there's a 10 step plan. I'm going to tell you one of the 10 steps. You can buy into it if you want. <laughs> this starts to feel like it could be in the shape of a pyramid, but continue. Bring said pigeon lovers into scheme. <laughs> that that was. I've four. never that met anyone four. in 39 years on this earth that loves pigeons as much as you. So I feel like you're the only one in the scheme. That's the sad part. Is, is I hate to say it, but I like hunting ducks this much. I like hunting everything this much like it turkeys you name it and i i love hunting turkeys i love hunting elk this much i'm not gonna lie whitetails they're fun but they just don't do it for me like like a you know a pidge coming from the from the heavens so let's get off the the whole pidge thing okay i mean this is this has been incredible this has been low budget Live pigeon edition. This has actually been the first opportunity I've ever had to publicly speak on this. To publicly speak on this. Well, you're welcome. No, I I appreciate this because they're this is something that people need to keep in the back of their mind that they're threatening our way of life. <laughs> <laughs> They've taken over most major cities. <laughs> they really have. And on that note, Rory, who do we have waiting over here that's asleep? It definitely he's ready to go. Is he ready to go? Put me in, coach. He's ready. He said, put me in, coach. He's ready to rock. He's ready to rock and roll. I think you guys have a calling contest, you and this guy. What do you think? No, no. What do you think? I'll tell you one thing. I heard this boy hit a wood duck call this morning, and and it, and it put ice in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> He's dangerous. No, Ladies and gentlemen, Rory Herndon just slipped off. Six, the man, 610. 6'10 got replaced by 6'4. Him and Martin are going to wrestle. No, we're not. No introduction Wait, needed. Justin Martin, who's trying to go to bed because he's been up since two in the morning. Oh, it's fine. It's duck season. It'll be fine. I got twins at the house, so this really ain't that bad. So you, you're used to this right now. Mm -hmm. you, you up at all hours. This you is know. like going back to month one, is what this now, is. So it's not bad. Out of all the craziness, because, you know, the, I feel like the world has seen some of your craziness, obviously. A and, bit and, of it. And more and more with social media. Have you ever done a podcast with a dead dove on the table? That's just kind of the 
hot you know, topic of the night. Eurasian collared dove, obviously. Eurasian collared dove, which are very, they are, uh, they're a threat to our way of life like the pigeons are, Martin. And I know you've learned a lot about the pidge <laughs> in the last 24 hours. Oh, they, his toes were stacked together. I thought he had two toenails there for a second. Um, yeah, I've killed a lot of those um, collared doves because they don't count against your limit. So, like, when you're dove hunting, as long as you leave a wing on them, you can, you can stack them up like cordwood. And, now, we're, now we're talking. Yeah. See? This, is, this is my type of podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I've never had one on the table while doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually one of the few things we got to kill while filming Duck Dynasty were doves. So. Really? We made that stupid cow blind yeah. that they made us tote out there and walk out there. And we actually killed, I don't know, we probably killed 20, 30, I don't know, something like that. Doves. But you of. got to actually kill. I remember the yeah. I remember the episode. That was that was one kill. of the things that we actually got to. Now, they didn't show it for obvious reasons. Yeah. They showed us hunting out of it, but they didn't show any of the killing. But, yeah, that was one of the few that we, we got to kill was doves. So he's a tasty little morsel. He don't look like much <laughs> laying there, but um, he's, he's pretty well, solid. He's really uh, kind of locked onto my eyes every time yeah. I glance that way. It's really just right. I mean, right I kind of feel like right this, here, like bud. it's Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Pretty bird, you know, old Petey. Pretty bird. Whenever what did he say? He said, "I took care of it." Yeah, he had that duct tape. <laughs> he had that duct tape around duck. his neck. So I mean, he said, look, that's kind of like having tape around his neck at collar right there. That's why he's called a collar dove. But um, yeah, man, I love this. Is an interesting cat, man, yeah. and. I've met a lot of people doing what we do. I've n- never met a single person like Bo. Um, Bo, I, he's a national treasure. He really is. Yeah. You know, that that means a lot to me because I really look up to Justin. I mean, truly. Well, thank oh, you, Bo. Cool. I, I no, you are. You're you're a uh, I who what were you talking about it earlier? This man has lived more life in 25 years on this planet than a lot of people will live in 80. Like, and when he says that, now look, I'm the same way about, I, I can appreciate what you told your employers. Cause my employers the same way. I was like, now look here, come duck season. I understand. I got the wrong last name. Like I, it's family business. I get it. <laughs> I don't expect to hunt with y'all every day. I got my own stuff. So as long as we cool, we're good. Like I'll, I'll work here. And love it, and then so yeah, you got to keep your priorities straight. I'd say this on a lot of that. Got to got to do it for the ducks. Yeah, for for my case, it's ducks. But um, you know, I don't share the fondness for the pidge. Um, <laughs> that yet. Yeah, I did watch some videos. I was like, it does actually pidge NATO like video. I, yeah, that looks like YouTube. a lot of fun. Yeah, shirtless pidge hunting too. Yeah, because it looks really shirtless easy. pidge. I. Sounds extremely wrong. Sounds like a category somewhere on the internet, probably shirtless some weirdo. Pig. But no, watching uh, some shirtless pigs—that's fine. That, I mean, it's I'm a, not here to judge. I mean, it's on OnlyFans, but or OnlyFans, but like it's fine. Like you know, it's better than Feet Finder. So you know, it's a it's one of those kinds of deals. Is but. it true Godwin's on Feet Finder? Uh, he started it. Okay, he yeah. actually started. Yeah, he started it. Yeah, started he's it. okay because he's got a really flat foot. Okay, so you know he's That's trying desirable. to just. Yeah, he was standing out from the crowd. You know, trying you be, to. You be, you know most people would think curved, but flat. flat flat's it, huh? Flat's, flat's really. Like, That's what I've heard. That's been your experience. Yeah, really gets those subscriber numbers up. <laughs> the flat, flat foot. Well, you just got to stand out from the crowd, bud. Do the corns on the toes help, or like is that? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Hey, next, uh, next subject. Oh, next yeah. up, next yeah, subject. Feet are terrible. I want to go back. You said uh, when you guys did the cow 
blind uh, deal on the dove. So whenever did A and E? I know a lot of this was your real life, but obviously for the sake of TV, nobody's lives are that interesting all the time, right? We've yeah, heard people no. on reality shows say that. Did they pitch you guys ideas? Like they get you around, like right, question. and say, Absolutely. "Hey, what about like like the?" Uh, I remember uh, my, my oldest son Hudson, fifteen years old. We watched Duck Dynasty like crazy when he was growing up, and like the the bed of the pickup truck into a hot tub. You know what I mean? Like yeah. is that is that their idea? Like, hey guys, want you do this? This will be funny. Were there ideas you rejected? Anything like that? Now, see, the easiest way to explain, it, I think you can go back and watch the episodes. And you'll know which ones were ours. Okay. And yeah, you yeah. can pick out which ones were because yeah. we're not actors. Yep. Let's not let's not let's not sugarcoat it. We're not actors. <laughs> like so, you know, but for the most part, I would say like eighty five to ninety percent were ours. Like when they would leave, if something funny would happen, we would actually take a Sharpie. And the inside of the duck call room at the time before we moved uptown had just bare insulation so you had that little cardboard backing or whatever that paper on the back of the insulation we didn't have a wall Mm. like that was all that was there and we take a sharpie and write it on the wall that way we wouldn't forget about it so a lot of those like you could go back that and that building still exists at phil and k's you can go back and look on the wall and you can see where we wrote the funny stuff that happened while cameras weren't around they were like hey we may ought to look at doing this because it sure seemed funny when it happened so that's where we had the one like the the customer service complaint about the duck call that wabled because they couldn't <laughs> spell wobbled, and it's all because it wasn't like the ones Bowen and build are flush like they're very, you know, like a carpenter built them. Well, we're not carpenters like we're, our 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 model is very archaic, but it works. Yes, it sounds obviously. Okay. It yeah, works. it sounds pretty it'll good. Call in a duck. It'll yeah, kill a duck. it'll kill a duck. It'll, it'll keep you fed. Like so. <laughs> But when you put one on the on the table, if you just take ours and roll it, it's got a little wobble to it. But my man said wabled in his deal. So we did a whole Was it deal. a Facebook comment or no, email? He, he sent he took the time to handwrite a letter. Okay. Okay. We, I'm we, how many people will handwrite a letter? Yeah, we still our fans are still very into the United States post office. Okay. They still do not believe, this day. They do not believe in stamps.com, never go to the post office again. But, not big uh, Gmail guy. Yeah, no. Okay. They are very much, you know, by God, I got a pen and some wide rule paper. They ain't even got college rule paper, wide rule. And and we're going to handwrite this thing. And, you know, and, and I can appreciate that because, I mean, it does. it's kind of cool. We read them all. Everybody thinks they just go in a junk mail. But, like, no, we, we if it's addressed to one of us, we cut them open and read it. And if it's, you know, if it's something worthy of note, we take the time to reply or fix their problem or whatever. Like, you know, that's. I tell everybody being a general manager of the company, the one thing we can control is customer service. Like, that's the one thing. Like we talked about earlier, I expect if you buy one of our products and use it, it's going to break. Eventually, it will break. Trust me, I'm rougher on them than any of them. They break. And so if that happens and you're our customer and you're loyal, we'll take care of you. I'm sorry that it broke, but thank you for using it. And hopefully instead of, you know, belly aching that I used it for six years and it broke, you'll just go buy a new one. But if you don't, that's fine too. We'll take care of you that way, you know. But belly belly aching on the Facebook. Yeah, belly aching on, on Facebook. The it, just it, trashing, 
since this company is ran by Martin now, yeah. GM, these calls have gone to trash. Yeah, they've you, gone you to trash. you get any of that now? Oh, yeah. They, I don't. <laughs> you personally get the blame yeah, well, on the internet? It's not me. They say we're made in China. They don't really, you know, no, they still made right there in western Louisiana. Like the molding, the plastic is molded in Jackson, Mississippi. It gets on a UPS truck, comes over down I-20 about an hour and 40 minutes. We take them apart. That's we, awesome. We put them together. Everything we do is made right here in the United States. So, like, that's something that we pride ourselves on um, and try to keep it. You know, we will forever try to keep it that way. Um, you know, we sell 100000 120000 a year, you know, something like that, and as far as volume of calls, and we, we – we hand make them and assemble them right there in West Monroe. So, uh, but yeah, they say, oh, you all can't sit there and do all that. I'm like, yeah, you can. You make like 700 a day per man. It doesn't take long to build 120,000. The problem is when the fish get to bite. And then like, cause you look up and Godwin ain't been there in a week. <laughs> and just like Bo said, I'm going hunting. Godwin said, I'm going fishing. And I'm like, Okay. Now he's on them crappie. Though. Yeah, he on crappie. He, he don't mess with our bass. No, uh-uh. No. That's all you. Yeah, I'll I'll mess with them. I'll I'll go play with them. Um, but Goblin is on those crappie hard. He he don't give them no rest. So, I when he's coming out today at the duck hole, I saw it current coming out of that culvert. I said, "You find Goblin sitting right here on a five gallon bucket with <laughs> just, an ultralight, son? Just, just snatching, just throwing that cricket out there. Just snatching. <laughs> He'd do it all cutting day. Cutting the sides off of them when he gets them. Yeah, gets them thrown in. We'd have, we'd have had surf and turf tonight. <laughs> I guarantee. We'd it. have had ribeye with some kind of blackened crappie on top of it, and put clay sauce on top of it. that W sauce thing that he made with a mushroom. Dang now, right. That, that, mm. My man Clay, he hey, look, he cooks better than he looks, and that's a good thing, <laughs> you know. But. <laughs> <laughs> look Listen. at him! Look at him over there. Uh, he's, the, the man did cook a fine steak with a handle. I mean, it had a handle on it. It's a lollipop. Yeah, certified handle. Basically lollipop. And uh, everybody lollipop. He cooked for the whole crew, and it was man. It, it uh, that's what has got me so tired. You missed right? last night too. I mean, he absolutely just—he's a chef. I mean, he don't look like it, but he is. You know, man, I, a many talent. Appreciate that. Yeah. But, from, yeah, I mean, cook all your life, nobody calls you a chef, you know. And a guy that, that got all of us rednecks in the same place, like sending out them invites, getting yeah, us all here for this this craziness. He's yeah. good at that, too. He he likes to link common-minded people up, I, I would say that. I, I've met some really good folks through Clay Connor. I'll tell you this, like this morning was the most people I've hunted with at one time all year. We generally keep our crew to four or five. It's a lot easier to hide, a lot, mm. lot less stress on your ducks. Like, you know, you, you get you about 20 of them and you can go to the house. But we had, what we have, 10, 11 people out there in the woods? I don't know. It was a bunch I don't of know. It was a good, good many of us. It was two boatloads of us. Two, two full yeah, of Yeah, two boatloads of us. And we was just about out of freeboard in the rig I was in. <laughs> yeah. We was real close to being a submarine there at one point when we went to make that turn. I was like, oh, I've been here. I actually took I've the Coast this. Guard plate off of the Express that I was in so we wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> we might have been over it there yeah. for a minute. <laughs> oh, we're on private land. We product testing. It'd be all right. R&D. Yes, yeah, that's what it was. Prototype. Yeah, file prototype. this under R&D. It ain't no big deal. But, <laughs> like, that's the most people I've hunted with, and it was one of the more – no, I'm forget more. It was the most enjoyable morning of duck hunting because we had Jimbo there. Everybody know Jimbo is ninety two percent mallard hen. Like Listen. and he's eight percent human, but he's ninety two percent mallard hen. And and when he gets quacking on that duck call, I just sit there and listen. I'm like, 
man, that sounds good. And and for a guy that makes them and sells them, you can sit there and truly appreciate that. But Bo sounded great. Rory sounded great. Hoyt sounded great. You didn't have to – everybody knew when to call. Everybody knew how to call. That don't happen in what we do. Hey, Most my- of the time you're policing – or I'm having to blow really loud to try and cover up whatever else is going on over here. Like, you know, and so to do that and with everybody on the same goal, and there were ducks coming in, people was like, shoot them, shoot, and none of us cared to shoot them. Like, we was just there. Having a good time. It, the experience. You know, you get to watch ducks be ducks and enjoy the morning and what the good Lord put here for you. And, I mean, if you kill some, you kill some. But if you don't, we laughed. We saved a six foot ten man. You not, you did. You're a hero. Not well. We a team now. We, it's all a team. <laughs> well, I was I was screaming, "Get him, Martin! Yeah. You can do it!" Oh, well, I needed yeah. that. You yeah. know, I got you through it, and Bo was screaming at me to scream because at you. about halfway to him, my size thirteen slipped through one of them holes too, and I said, "Uh oh, this ain't gonna be good if we got to pull two of us out of here." So I was able to crawfish a little bit and get back on top of the mat. But yeah, I mean, it was just it was so relaxing. Like there were no. I didn't even care. Like it was, yeah. it was, that was the most fun twelve ducks I've killed all year. Like, and and I, obviously I didn't kill twelve. Y'all don't. Hey, look, <laughs> green jeans. Yeah, y'all. Hey, internet police. I, I can show you how many I killed. That many right there. But it's fine. And but that was the most enjoyable morning. Even though it was crappy conditions, the garest of conditions you could ever have for duck hunting: fog, clouds, zero wind. Yeah, let's go duck hot, hunting. Hot. Yeah, it was Dude, a morning to throw like, a buzz bait and a chatter. It was bait. 80 not, degrees, I feel like, yeah. in Arkansas. Yeah, it was a morning to throw something moving, not yes. be out there going, whack, whack, whack. No, none of that. But it, I thoroughly enjoyed my morning. It made getting up at 2 o'clock worth it. You know, because about halfway here, I was like, what am I doing? Like With my I, life. I mean, <laughs> golly, I do, ain't I killed enough of these things already? But then when I got here, I was like, oh, no, I know why. I'm there, here. there was this weird, and, I, and again, you know, amateur duck hunter, but there was this calm this morning. It was this peace in the woods. I, I know, I felt like we all felt it. Like it yeah. was, it was cool. It was a very cool morning. Uh, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like life gets crazy. We're, we're all some of the busiest folks in yeah. this, in this industry, ripping and running every direction. And it was like, I, I text my wife after I was like, I needed that more than I knew, Yeah, you know, blood, and blood just, pressure medicine, yeah, man, man. it, it yeah. is. And it, it was, uh, like you said, did we did we all limit out? No. Did we all shoot a million times? No. But we saw a lot of ducks. Yeah. But for me, like you're talking about Jim, world champ caller, you, you say the the man is ninety two percent hen. I was I I was getting to uh, later in the morning. You and I were posted up. You know, kind of being the lookouts for the team. I would say, and really. Yeah. I'd say MVPs. Yeah, we you're got, a hero. I'm an MVP. Yeah, hey, I, I mean, there, there was there were some things going on down there where we were. We were the ones with a microphone. You say, however yeah, you that's want right, son. that's right. No this deal. is yeah. If you got a microphone, everything you say is true. <laughs> Trust me, I do this every week. Yeah, uh, but watching you like appreciate Jim's calling was so cool for me. Like those moments of like you're this veteran. You've been in the woods. I mean however many duck hunts goodness gracious all over the country so is he but watch and then you guys calling together yeah trying to talk to him so cool so cool to be in the middle of that i think or rory called brooke called i mean there was there's a lot of i know you guys didn't let me blow a duck call and that's fine that's fine you know um 
I, I had mine in the truck. We should have uh, brought them. Well, you know, and I ordered mine. I overnighted mine before I came here. Uh, you know, and they were duck commander calls. So yeah. you right. missed out on a real opportunity there to maybe get some. I, I'm obviously an influencer. Yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, and there's always tomorrow. They're, all, they're always, but, 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 you know, here's why I'm gun shy. I heard a line this afternoon. Uh oh. That's that uh, a wise man said. Not even, it's around brunch. Well, it wasn't even this afternoon. A wise man said, Save your breath. <laughs> Save your breath. Because when you're older, you might need it. Yeah. That was and, good. Wasn't and, it? and and that's one that I think that uh, I got applies plenty. to a lot of things in life. But when there's a lot of duck calling going on, it damn sure applies to that. I think. Yeah. I think. Or turkey calling. How many times you been on a turkey hunt with somebody just whaling away too much on a turkey call? I'm going to be honest, not very many with me. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, I tell, you shut I, it down. I, I just, I just go take it easy on them, bub. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I, I understand. Save your breath. I understand that. Yeah. If, it, it's, everyone's got their, everyone's got their words for it. Yeah, if you're ever referred to as a sport, like hey, sport. hey, <laughs> hey, sport, hey, calm down there, sport. Like then Kel- you, Kelly then you Powers know, calls you, me that all the time. You've, you fouled. <laughs> There's up. a line yeah. that has been crossed. Yeah, that's when it's like okay now. But no, that's that was a, it was a great morning. We's all mad at them. Every one of us wanted, but wasn't none of us yeah, pissed off at them. I like shooting. Like, there's a difference between being mad at them and pissed off at them. <laughs> wasn't none of us pissed off at them. Because no, we would, good. if we were, I'd have walked all the way across that WRP this morning and just jumped Sat shooting every one of them that got up. But, you know, I was like, I just like, you know, it's the middle of January. I've had my fun with them this year. Y'all go back north and make me some little dumb ones for next year. That's, that's, <laughs> let's try this again in about, yeah. you know, next November and, and have some fun. But You know what was really cool is just, you know, we've – I don't, I don't know if you've hunted with Jimbo, but it's just so cool to all of us hunt, hunt together. And, I mean, it felt like a team. Oh. We, we have not – I don't. Th- I truly don't think that we've all hunted together, you know, as a team like that. And it's just like everyone knows when to hit them and what to do, and it was just so cool. You know, my favorite part about it is you look down the line, and you got – just look down the line, down the hunters. You got a man with a 410 wearing – something sitka waiters maybe and then you got jimbo there wearing his drake stuff because that's his job and what he does and then you look and you guys wearing sitka you look rory's wearing shin i'm wearing shin and real tree and like you see all these different brands of companies that we represent but at the end of the day we all come together for one thing now our job is to promote all these people of course just like in fishing just, yeah same. same deal same deal but you got a bunch of people with the one common goal is to share a tree in a morning and God's great outdoors. We're going to sell our products. We're going to do our job. But I love looking and seeing the variety in it because to me, that's a sign of a healthy environment, like healthy hunting environment. Competition is good. Yes, it is. Like that is a good thing. When it gets one-sided, that's a bad deal. So when I look down there and see Brownings and Benelli's and Berettas and a 870, right? Pump gun? Yeah, that, gun, yeah, little, little, yeah, boat paddle. You can use it for anything. But when I look down and see that, it does my heart good because I'm like, you know what? We're in a good spot in our industry right now. And I hate using the term industry, but what else you going to call it? It seems to be the only thing you can call it. Yeah. But I love that because our love out of all those things is for the mallard duck for the most part. Like, you know, we shot a couple of shovelers. We ain't too proud. Shot a gad. You know, but the the common denominator is that green-headed mallard duck, and and that is a really cool thing that can bring people from different walks of life together that that otherwise would have never been together. 
and and stand out there and enjoy a morning laughing, cutting up, you know, doing Baywatch, saving people, um, <laughs> you, you know, doing you, motor you, safety classes. You were Hasselhoff. Yeah, you, I mean. You pulled a Hasselhoff. I don't know at this stage of my life, I probably look more like Pamela. I probably had a little more <laughs> jiggling up top than, than maybe Mr. Hasselhoff. But, uh, you know, um, but it is a cool thing about duck hunting. And, it's a, and not just duck hunting. It, it happens in deer camps. It happens in fishing camps it happens in everything that the outdoors do and that's why i wish more people would give them a whirl like give them a try man just just try it like i ain't saying you gotta love it but just try it i bet you may like it you may not love it but i bet you like it you know so that's and at the end of the day that's all of our jobs is to just get more people out there so um but it's cool man I, i i couldn't I'm ready to do it again in the morning. I'm dog tired. I'm ready to go to bed. Not ready to go to bed. I mean, like I said, I'm sleep deprivation is part Just of the kinda, norm. That's duck season and having yeah, that, having newborn twins. Yeah, when they're kinda... born October the 12th and season opens November the 19th, you just know you're gonna be tarred. And, <laughs> you know that's part of it. And and I'm fine. I, I'll I'll manage. You know. Um, but now, will you uh, push them boys to be duck hunters? You gonna kind of let them find their own? I won't push them to do anything. I, I hope that they enjoy – I hope they have a healthy respect for hunting. If they love it as much as I do, then get in a boat. Let's go. And if they don't, stay at home. I don't care. I'm still going. Like, you know, I mean, Dad, <laughs> I'll miss you. Dad's going. You know, Dad's got to go. You want to eat? Yeah, Dad's you want to eat? Go. You want them lights on? Does that That's air conditioning right. feel good? <laughs> you know, like, we, we got to do that. But – I won't make them do anything they don't want to do. I've seen it happen to my buddies and their kids and, like, trying to force them into the things that they love, and they kind of reject it. But, you know, I hope to take them with me and that they see how much fun it is. And and hopefully they'll do it because I'm going to need somebody to tote them decoys for me one day. (laughs) Like, I ain't getting no younger. Ain't none of us getting no younger. Talk about I'd want somebody to tote those things now. Yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, and them Higdons is heavy. Y'all make a big plug now. But hey, look! But that no, that's but what I'm saying is they're heavy, but that's because you can shoot them and they'll keep on floating because they're full of foam. So that's you know it's a lifetime investment when you get into them. Um, But yeah, I hope they do it. Shout out Higdon. Yeah, shout out Higdon. I hope they love hunting, fishing, something, not baseball. Please, not baseball. No travel baseball. No, yeah, baseball. Amen. Please, not baseball. Play football. Play soccer. Do something like not not baseball, boys. Please, if you ever watch this, no baseball. (laughs) If you ever watch this, yeah, years from now, yeah, if you you have YouTube, yeah, if you get to look, look, dad, if you look, if you get to looking for dad on the interwebs and you watch this, LBL, please don't play baseball. (laughs) My dad made me quit baseball and football growing up. Eventually, basketball. Now you tell me you really you don't you don't keep up with sports. No, I, I was a three sport athlete. No kidding. My dad told me I was a fairy <laughs> for playing for playing for playing football. He said, "Bo, this is elk season. You better be in the mountains." And he said, "Bo, it's duck season. What are you doing playing basketball?" I was a freshman in high school. I quit basketball. Yeah. Look where it, look where it brought me. And look at into this wild, wonderful world of the outdoors with a, with a dove sitting on this thing. <laughs> Some sort of alligator hide right in front of me and good people all around me. And I don't, I'm, you know, I'm just. And turkey calls in your pocket. I'm just looking. I ain't trying to judge, but I think you made it way further as a duck hunter than you would as a basketball player. Yeah. I'm just guessing. I sized you up when you started talking about that, too. Yeah. A little bit. Right? Okay. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I, I'm look, just guessing. Look, Rory. Yeah. 6'10". I'm picking him on my fantasy team. Yeah. 
Bo? We are not we, trying to. Like, maybe, like, you're kind of. You could be a wiry point guard. To, like, you know, compare sides. You know, I, I'm out on this. Side yeah, it's not a. Yeah. yeah. No, we're, we're here as friends. <laughs> I think I done struck a nerve. I didn't yeah, know you love basketball that much. Well, I, 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 was, I was trying to applaud you for making the right choice. You know what? That's it, all it, I was it, really it, doing. It's so funny because it truly, like, I remember watching a video of Phil, and he's like, um, Bradshaw chose, he says, I chose the Ducks. Bradshaw chose the Ducks. Not truly to me, to this day, that's what I've always done in my life. I'm like, I'm going to choose what I love to do. Love it. And I'm just going to do – And it worked out for both of those guys in that case, right? Yeah. Terry Bradshaw, Bradshaw made a ton of money, won some Super Bowls, did his thing, and Phil. Now, Bradshaw's was a little more um, instant gratification. Yeah. Phil's was a little more of a grind. Labor of love, yeah. But, you know, Phil always says, he said, at least I wasn't running for my life every Sunday. <laughs> you know, he was like – he said, that boy, he said, I watched him. He getting chased all over that field. He said, I'm glad nobody was running after me that big. So you, you told an interesting story while we got Martin. You said your first duck call was given to you by who? Uh, Phil Robertson. Yeah. Phil, Phil gave me my first duck call. How old were you when that happened? I want to say about eight, seven or eight years old. He gave me my first duck call. So 17 years ago. Did you ever think you'd be sitting here doing that, doing what you do for a living with this guy standing in the duck woods? Cause that's me right now. I'm like with all these legends in the outdoors shooting ducks. No, man. I um, I truly had no clue. Like I was just a kid, and I loved to hunt ducks. He, uh, my dad actually sold Duck Commander, and it so uh, you know before the Duck Dynasty days that Phil, I looked up to Phil, and he gave me a poster, signed it, and then gave me a duck call. And dude, I I looked up to him more than I looked up to about anybody, and I still do. I mean, he is a godly man, and I truly think he is the most incredible most influential person in our industry that's awesome man yeah yeah, i will say this for phil and i love him and you know i have a lot closer relationship with him and a lot of people and what is wild about phil robertson is when he walks into a room i don't care what the room is when he starts talking everybody gets quiet And, and it don't matter if it's hunters fishermen politicians it don't it don't matter where they're at, what they're doing. When Phil gets talking, everybody get quiet. And I'm like, that's a man with influence. And, and and he'll tell you right now that his influence comes from Jesus. I mean, that he truly believes that. And, and I mean, we all do. And But it's a cool thing because now, as he gets even older, like, if you were to ask Phil, man, what was your best duck hunt? He's going to find a way to weave the gospel into it. I mean, he, that's just, that's what he's going to do now. That's cool. His, 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 he's done chasing ducks and more about chasing souls at this point of his life. And, and to me, like, man, if I'm 76 and thinking like that, like, praise the Lord, like, or getting around like Phil, even at 76, I mean, it, it's just, and still chasing ducks every day. I was going right? to say, still, still spending a lot of time in the, in the. Still sitting on a five gallon bucket in the end of the duck line <laughs> every day saying, boy, we're going to tear their tails off. I, and I know and good and well we ain't, you know. It's like we ain't seen a duck in three days. Like we ain't, we ain't tearing nothing's tail off except our own, you know, or maybe a crawfish's tail off when we go cook some here in a little bit. But, like, it it is – I hope that I can inspire that same thing in my two boys that Phil has inspired in 
a lot of folks in America, like, you know, and, and he did in his kids as well, because you see what they've done with their opportunity. No doubt about it. it off and, and, and then, and then them into their kids. So it's really a cool legacy deal to see, you know, how one man has touched so many lives. I mean, it's a cool thing. And, and the same can be said for Jimbo sitting over there. No doubt Don't about it. We're going to talk. No, we're we going to get him. We're going to get – he's – Jimbo's going to get him a dose of low-budget life. Yeah, Jimbo ain't going to ever say it, but I'll say it for him. I mean, in the world of duck hunting, he is – he he's up there. Like, I mean, I remember watching Jimbo growing up. I mean, you know, and I ain't trying to date nobody or anything like that, but watching Jimbo, you know, because he said earlier, he said, now y'all making me feel old because I said, you got to eat first, you know. I was like, well, no, man, if I didn't, like, my grandmama come down here and whoop my butt from heaven, son. Like, that's just the way we was raised. Like, there's an order of things. But, um, you know, it's just he – I mean, to share a tree with him this morning is like for – and, and I get to hunt with Phil, who, you know, you just heard Bo's opinion on it. But for me to share a tree with Jimbo this morning, I mean, that's a big deal for me. Like, you know, and, and that's a that's a cool thing. And – and I'm being generous by saying 92% Mallard Hen, more like 97%. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're leaning back a little bit. Yeah, I, I was backing off a little bit because I know he's a very humble and modest fella. And, uh, but to hear that cut down whatever, I don't even know what he's blowing, but to hear that thing barking through them woods this morning, I was like, that little three-note lick he's got. And I said, oh, baby. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's just a cool moment, even for somebody like us that's done a lot of things. And, and But to sit there and listen to that and be a part of that and – you know, to watch his dog work, watch him handle his dog and watch, you know, all that kind of stuff is just, I mean, you still step back and you're like, hey, man, you, God, you're good. Start pinching yourself. Yeah, I mean, you, you yeah. still get the little hair stand up on the back of your neck if you got any left. I ain't got much <laughs> left up here. Um, but I still got some back there. And and um, that's just a cool thing, man, that, that, that ducks brought us all together. And no doubt about it. Uh, and, and this week. You know, Something I want to throw out there, and I know you're tired. You you oh, get you, you you're like I got that little glazy. Look you do in my got eye. the glazy kinda, look. You I can got feel the, the haze starting you to got, get I there. Can feel it. You but, were we had to kind of we peeled you off the couch, and I understand. It. Well, the problem was I had tiny in my lap over. I had that dog done piled up on my lap. Warm, you like, got warm. You I got felt your like belly I was full. holding my kids. Like I was ready to like doze off. You know, watching TV. But but we started the show with Rory. Here with my new co-host Bo, yeah. <laughs> forever. He, I'm stealing him from Higdon. I can't. I, can't be well, there. You don't, well, you don't even like getting paid anyway, so yeah. you're be a great employee for me because I cheap, low budget. Cheap. And I can't, can't afford it. He can't be you there. can hunt all you want he and feed there. yourself with pigeons. He can't Think be there in it. September though, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but Express <laughs> or you know, March or April. We got Rory here, president of Express. We got Clay Connor here, VP of Marketing, who put all of us together. But you've kind of shifted in the last few years into this bass fishing world. And we talked about this at the classic podcast yeah. we did, but you've got an X-19. Yeah, absolutely. You're running around bass fishing more than you're not, like when it's not duck season. Yeah, obviously. when it's not like, duck season. But yeah. you, you're you hooked in with some some hooligans. Yeah, I they decent at it. In, yeah. the, in the bass fishing world. I mean, you know. I get tired of getting my bottom butt. dwellers like Jacob Wheeler, Dustin Connell, Mark Daniels, guys that don't get a lot of bites. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're not guys, many at guys all. Guys that are just they're kind of they're learning from you. I would, I, I, I really would say. think they glean a lot from me. I think they've even been accused of using me for help, and I'm like, if you follow me fishing, that's your fault. No, so you think you think you think that that 
that the other pros are throwing shade at them because of their relationship with you? Yeah, I really, it's just jealousy, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, when you get to run around with a mature athlete like myself. Yes. You know, that's yes, a, fine-tuned. Yeah, fi- I mean, I am. I mean, this is a, I'm, I feel like I'm in my prime. I mean, my back doesn't, but, you know, the rest of me does. But, no, I I enjoy fishing, and, and the same deal, I like how it brings everybody together same, and look same that, thing yeah and the same deal like fishing got me to mark mark daniels jr uh mdj for but that fishing let me find out of a shared love for ducks that loves mark had. loves them loves, loves duck them hunting. yeah and, and now we duck hunt together a few times a year and so now i have another hunting buddy and who's from a completely different walk of life um, than the rest of yeah. us like from inner city california Move, you know, grew up out there on the California Delta bass fishing, then moved out east because he wanted to be a professional fisherman. And now we duck hunt together a handful of times. I mean, you can't write that story. Like, how do you tie those things without the good Lord and without the outdoors? Like, you can't do that. And that's just a really cool thing. I tried to get Wheeler to do it, but I don't really think I want him to do it because he's going to become obsessed <laughs> and then he's going to become better than me. And I just ain't got time for that negative energy in my life. Yes. You know, I think. He would well, just beat you at it. We yeah. know that. Oh, he would. He yeah, wouldn't he would stop just, until he did. It's so fun hearing those compare, like him being so competitive. It reminds me of Van Dam. Like when Van Dam was just taking everybody's lunch money, they're like, dude, he'll beat you at ping pong. Oh, yeah. He'll beat you in a foot race. He'll beat you at food, whatever. You name it. He's going to do it better than you. He's going to figure out how to beat your brains out and enjoy every second. Of- Jacob is the exact same way. 100%. Exact same way. Yeah, and he gets a lot of flack for beating their brains out every week, and I don't know why. He just works harder than everybody else, and I know that may be uncomfortable for some to hear. Yeah. But I ride around with him. I know how hard that boy works at that. Oh, he don't sleep. No, he don't. He no. don't sleep. No, he's wild. You know, built a new house with a new, you know, pool that's deep enough to test all of his baits in. Like, I mean, who's going to stand out there and reel their bait, they cricket through a swimming pool just so they can see what it does? I ain't, no, man. I'm going to peel that thing out the package and tie it on and hope for Send the best. Like, Send her out there. I may not get it back. I may throw that twelve ninety nine rascal out there, and it may not come back. I don't care. Let's keep tying another one. We got another yeah, one. Yeah, but not Have Jacob send some more. Yeah, hey, hey, DQ. Yeah, some more. Yeah, like, we need some of them DTs, yeah. baby. Some of them DTs. But I mean, just to think, like to go through. The, I ain't never thought about looking at what that thing does. Of course, Louisiana, you can't see more than six inches. Don't wouldn't water. matter. Fish can't even matter. see it. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Let me just feel it. Yeah, it feels right, you know. But, yeah, this the kind of stuff. But it's the same deal. We all take pride in our work. And, and watching a pro be a pro in their whatever field of choice it is is awesome. I don't care what it is. It's a fun thing to watch. And it's a cool ride to be a part of because them boys, are they're catching them. And, you know, and me and Mark are actually going to hunt together next week. So he'll – He'll be in the twentieth through like the twenty fourth. So we're going. He's coming down your way. To yeah, he's he's got a he's got a place in Eudora, and you know Eudora is only about an hour and a half from West Monroe. So we'll either meet, we'll 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 bounce around together and uh, have some fun, and and yeah, we'll laugh and we'll cut up and we'll shoot. He's little, the best. We'll shoot little guns, and he'll be mad, and he's like, I can't shoot this little thing. And I'm like, No, you just got to stay with it, stick with it. I said, just like a spinning rod. You didn't like it the first time you picked it up either. And then he won a lot of money on it. And then he won a lot of money up there at Owyhee on That's it. That's right. He said, you know what? I think I like his spinning rod. All ball. of a sudden, this is yeah. he was Mr. Flipping Stick for yeah. a long time. Now the spinning rod's okay. Yeah, he was heavyweight. And now he'll throw a drop shot every day of the week. So. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot right, right here. Go ahead. In front of all these low-life and bass fishing, duck hunting, I'm deer listening. hunting, turkey hunting fans. 
will the new format Uh-oh. and BPT keep the th- keep things the same? Because you see internet chatter. Oh, they're changing the format so Wheeler will stop beating their brains out. Will he win Angler of the Year? Mm. I mean, because he had. I mean, because he's right there, right? Yeah, I Jordan. Mean, they're they're duking it out all the time now. Will will he do it? It's going to be a bigger surprise to me if he doesn't. <laughs> me too. Is that me too? I mean, is yeah. that? I mean, I. Hate I think it'd that. be a surprise for the rest of the bass fishing universe yeah. if he doesn't win it over there again. I mean, knowing what I know about them boys and looking at that thing, and if any of them listen to it, I'm sorry for what I'm about to say. Oh, they I, listen. I'm friends they with listen. a lot of y'all, especially when I thumbnail this. Yeah, Justin Martin from Duck Dynasty prediction. Thanks, Jacob Wheeler is the greatest fisherman, and the rest of you all suck. But suck it, something like that. I don't know. Just knowing. that'll be the thumbnail. That'd be yeah. Tag that. TM. Yeah, just him. Yes, DM. just knowing a those thumbnail guys. of you punching all the other anglers in the face. Something like it's that. like a three horse race every year, right? Well, I mean, maybe four. We got Edwin in the mix over there. I yeah. mean, you just—I mean, Otter's there, and I love—I love Otter. I mean, who can who cannot like Otter? Yeah, that's right? right. So you got Ott, you got Joe Lee, you got DC, you got Jacob, and in my opinion, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> there's a little bit of a gap. To the next, what this is going to do is bring more people into it, and it's going to add a little bit of luck back into bass fishing. Because if you fool around and catch a dodo, like you know, you catch a dang Randy Howell twelve pounder out of Bussy Bussy Break up there, that that you're back in. Yeah, like that, that like that shakes you, things up. You can bit. now you can drop thirty on them, like, and that's like okay, all right. I mean, I'm listening. You know, but it is um, but that consistency pays off too, right? Like if it's if it's a tough tournament with the cuts and all that to get to the final day, we were talking about this earlier, and, and Jacob's been really good at strategy. But this goes back to because on the on the Bassmaster side, obviously five fish, they were the pioneers of that, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't have cuts, they don't cut weight. Back in the nineties, the FLW tour did this. So you would have a full field with fish for two days. The combined weight would then go to a top ten. They would zero the weight for the top ten day. Then the top five from that day would advance to the final day to fish for all the marbles. And, and they would zero it again. Zero it so again. it was always you would have a guy that would try to eke into that top ten. All right. And, and they're doing the math in their head on the water. The difference is though. Score tracker. These boys know it. They know what's going on and, and you used to have to guess. So but strategy that, comes into play but even more now. But does into that top ten mean that you blow your chance at a top five tomorrow because you, never, you had yeah. to blast one more? Yeah. I mean, it's it's about to be as much mental as it is. Yeah, skill. with all those cuts. Yeah, there's uh, it's it's going to be a cool deal. I mean, I personally liked every fish. I mean, I loved when they went from one pound to two pound because I think that's a little more changed. They're professionals. Yeah, you should catch two pounders. Like if you're going to wait, like I mean, that's just part of it. And but I I I like watching them reel them suckers in. Like I don't like because you know if somebody goes and drops twenty pounds in the first hour, well they about to go burn. It's a layup. Yeah, they about to go run that Yamaha all over that place. <laughs> That's you right. Know, or go get them a pizza, or you know kick their shoes up. Maybe go scout for ducks. I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, but like it's just that kind of deal. So and it, for a for a viewer, it was more interesting to me to watch them have to keep catching them. Like and change with the fish, and you couldn't just go on an early morning shad spawn and catch twenty pounds and call it good for the rest of the day. You had to 
stay with those things and keep going, yeah. which I never, found I found much more interesting personally, especially around the cut line and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we'll see what happens. I'll I'll say this for MLF: it, it's a it's a criticism and an accolade. They're not afraid to change. Like they have they have morphed and tried to go with what the fans seem to want. So maybe if this and the anglers and the anglers to their own anglers. Yeah. So it maybe if they tried this this year, maybe they'll fine tune it and they'll weave into what ultimately it'll settle into be. You know. Um, but I mean, we get to watch fishing. Live. All the fishing. Yeah. Live, I mean, live, you live. got between bass, MLF, the MPFL. I mean, that makes them slow summer months at work not so bad. Cause like I can pull it up on stream and I don't watch it, but I listen to it. And then if I want to, if something happens, I want to go back and see. I can just boop, move screens. I'm like, oh man, that was awesome. Then you know, go back. And so that's a really cool. That's super cool for where we are as a society that that fishing is getting that much attention. Oh yeah. Like you know, I'm glad duck hunting don't 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 don't. <laughs> no live streaming duck hunting. We don't need any of that. No, we we a little rough around the edges for all that. Oh, can you and I, if they ever go to live stream duck hunting? Can you and I commentate that together? Because I'm already commentating some pro fishing. I'd love I absolutely would love to do that. You think that's something we could work out? I think we should start out with Would it. you do it for free? Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I, I was hoping. I'm as cheap as they come. Hey, then d- just let me know. Bo, before we well, before we lose Martin, because he's, he's, he's sleepy, and we've got one guy we've got to talk to. Yep. Absolutely. That I want, that I, I want you to uh, – you want me to go ahead you and get up? No, just, oh. just, just wait. Just wait. Um, what do you think? Five fish limits or every fish counts for winning a big professional bass tournament? What, you don't keep up with it at all. Let's, let's hear your honest. Let's hear your opinion right off the top of your head. Should you have to catch the five biggest fish each day to win? You can only bring five to the scales. Weigh five in the boat in the case of MLF. Or every bass over two pounds that you catch should get to count towards your total to win $100,000. What do you think? I think five. Okay. That's the duck hunter in him. See, I thought he would go with the way of the pigeon with no limit. <laughs> the pigeon. And just keep Bass NATO. Yeah, stack them up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But yeah. best five. I, 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 I think best five just because, you know, I catch hundreds of smallmouth at home. So I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you heard it here. You want to drop a pin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try. yeah we gonna need them. Hundreds, dig- we gonna need them digits. Hundreds of smallmouth. No, we we catch we. I mean, like we have. I I don't know about largemouth, but we catch a lot of smallmouth. If I caught every one over two pounds, you know. You'd be running the scoreboard up. Brandon Brandon's told me before. Said Brandon Polinick, yeah, better prodigy I'm, Brandon Polinick. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're not fishing. Really? No, I'm just kidding. He ma- oh, I he never that. said I that. made that up. No, I made that up completely. <laughs> you had us all. You had the entire room like no, oh, no kidding. No, no, really? no. That was, it would that not was surprise a, any of us here. I think. That no, Brandon. If that Brandon was the case. And we're like, oh, I'm also an excellent smallmouth thing. Oh, do tell, Bo. <laughs> no, that I, I'm I'm an honest man. <laughs> there is no, there is no way, man. I I'm out there on my floaty out there. I tear them up though. I'm hitting on the backside of them rocks, throwing a little yeah. tube down there. You know, cracking a tube. That's the same. Know. That's your pigeon catching sound too. I noticed. No, the pigeon. That's just your snatching sound. That's yeah, just no. when you. I got something for us. You ready for this? <laughs> yes. You ready for this? This is this is brought to you by the um, what is that? A uh, major league. Bass fishing. Yeah. Let's do, let's do the high and the low of today. 
Okay. What was your highest part of the day, and what was your lowest part of the day? The high. Oh man. What was your high of today, and what was your low of today? Golly, I don't know. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a low. I see. I operate. I tend. I tend to operate pretty high. I don't really. If lows happen, I try to forget them. And I don't really have anything like that. that I would call a low for today. I well, mean, it'll make you appreciate two a.m. Getting up at two a.m. to drive, but you're yeah, used but to say, that. Yeah, I mean that's like going back to my roots of public duck hunting. That's not the only thing that changed is I would get up at two and drive forty-five minutes to the hole, and then have to sit there till four, and then have to race everybody. I, I woke up at two and just drove the whole time to a bougie duck hunt, as we oh, call it. a bougie it duck. Bougie blind, bougie. bougie. Blind. Well, it wasn't full of bougie. We did have to rescue him. So Bo asked me last night. He goes, "Are all the duck hunts you go on, Luke? Are they all bougie?" And I said, "Pretty much." Yeah. Well, hey. all the the ones I've been on, they're all pretty bougie, and I'm lucky that I get invited. That's what on. happens when you Luke Duncan. I mean, yeah, you can get away yeah. with that. But I don't know. I but mean, you can't bring your calls. The, so yeah. there's give and take. I mean, the highs, I would just say, would just be standing in them woods. I mean, I would consider the whole morning a borderline high. Now, you know, I was hopped up on caffeine pretty good. <laughs> um, but that's neither. This, this was brought to you by Mountain Ops Ignite. Yes. Yeah, a, a double scoop. Shout it. Y'all give me a shout Ooh, out, Mountain Ops. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, we get to duck hunt for a living. Yeah. Is there a low? You know, oh, I guess a low. I will say no. Here, here's a little. No, I, I forgot about this. See, that's why I try to block them lows out. So we standing in a duck hole at what time was that? Seven oh five. My phone rings. I look down. It's my wife. I'm like, uh oh, because she got she's at home by herself with a kid. Last night she asked me to do one thing. Oh, <laughs> one oh, thing. Look, hey, hey, yeah, look, one job, Martin. This is a moment of confession. <laughs> Like I'm she asked me to bring this year. She yeah. asked me to do one thing to make the morning bottles. Oh, I said, no. absolutely. So I stayed up and I cleaned all the bottles, buddy. I'd have put my hand on a good book this morning and told you there were two bottles in that refrigerator. Guess what? Wasn't in there when she woke up Oof. Two bottles. I even went to that refrigerator before I laid down on the couch for my little three hour nap before I come up here. I opened the refrigerator, and I saw something in there that appeared to be a box. I said, all right, good, they're in there, and closed the refrigerator. Mm. And then went and got on couch, went to sleep. I mean, we're talking about a task that takes less than a minute yep. to make and put in there. I wasn't trying to shirk responsibility. I truly believed that I had done it, mm. and I didn't. So I let my wife down. So that was pretty good low. That, I, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you asked that question because now I remember I gotta go. I gotta go order some flowers for tomorrow. Yeah, you better. But you better send some. You know, it's. I, but yeah, I mean, I felt like a failure. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, that was a pretty good low there because she asked me to do one thing and I couldn't even do it. Like I did a bunch of other stuff, but the one thing she asked me to do, I totally but, blew it. But here's the thing. And I'm standing in the duck woods going. Mah, 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 you know. But don't you think that? I mean, I'm speaking for my wife, Marissa D. Uh, I think they expect us to fail, but just so they can call us and tell us, right? When yeah. you're duck hunting, right? Like that's that's marriage. Hey, look, Bo, Bo you're married. You know that. You know, I've actually. Do you been ever get those for, calls for, when you're when you're out there chasing the pidge? I, I'd prefer not to talk about this. Okay, okay. Because I'm gonna get my my butt whooped. Okay. But that being said, my wife absolutely loves it when I fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think I truly I gotta make sure that I gotta give throw her a bone every once in a while. 
Well, yeah. Well, you know, normally I would say this is a perfect example of what I did of setting the bar low. Yes, yes. That way you always got room to move up. Think about next time you're going to leave four bottles. But I just got to be, no, you got to leave like two. <laughs> or two sets, so that is four bottles. That's yeah, four. you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, not four sets. I was thinking four sets since there's two of them, since there's twin. But, no, I totally blew it. I mean, I just straight up blew it. This wasn't even about nothing other than me just blowing it. I mean, I just straight. Fumbled it. Yeah, fumbled. Like, yeah. put I had Tom Brady last night. <laughs> yeah. No, they still won. Not the Cowboys kicker. I Tom Brady. You're finally. more like an Alabama football kicker. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Against Tennessee. Go Vols. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Got to get it in there every That's, now and then. Hey, go Room full of these Arkansas hey, fans. Them, when them Vols are good, my wife is happy and times are good. So, go Big Orange, baby. <laughs> Ooh, Rocky Top, baby. Mm, I'll sing that song. Don't you? It hurt to see them do what they did to my Tigers, but you know what? Go Vols. I, it's, it it happens. It happens. It does happen. But, yeah, that, that was my low. That for sure was my low because I just knew when I looked. She don't call when I hunt or fish. She don't. She doesn't care. She doesn't. I mean, she cares, but, like, she understands it's what we do for a living. So when I saw it, I said, uh-oh, what has we gone? We messed well, up. We have messed up. I'm like, well, how far is that boat? I may need to ride back, and I may be driving three and a half hours back to the house. And then she said, I thought you made bottles. I said, I did. They're in the refrigerator. She said. No, they're not. No. No, I understand that. Yeah. And and I'm learning a lot here tonight. (laughs) Yeah. I I just recently married, and I'm telling you, I'm learning a lot. Hey, let me tell you something, son. You need to know what not to do in marriage. I got you, big dog. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I got you. You're going to be on speed dial. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) I got you. It generally sounds a lot like, yes, dear, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. You know what? About six months, it happens again a lot of times. But, you know, then the next time, it's where like eight hi- months. Where do you hide? I don't hide. Okay. Well, you I, can't... I, I, that's what I'm, I'm asking. I don't know. No, why would you hide? You ain't got to hide. Okay. Marriage is fun, but it's tough. Okay. I give you I, that. I, Are you scared of your wife? Do we need to talk about this? Is she a vol? I can't understand. She's a Kentucky girl. No, she's straight out the creek. I she's a creek girl. Her. Creeker. Oh, really? She a wildcat. She's Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can't understand. Mm. Nothing she says, and I, I love her more than anything, though. She is incredible. You reckon she duck, ever... Duck hunting son of a gun. You reckon she ever looks at you and says, I can't understand a word he says? No, you yeah, enunciate that, that, pretty good. It's well, just no, a little I, bit I, different vernacular. Well, we talk, we start <laughs> yeah. talking. We go, we're going to go up to the mountain. I say, that's all, dude. We're going to run up the mountain, dude. Go hit the slopes, hit some powder, dude. And she's like... She's like, yeah, boy. <laughs> she understands now. But in the beginning, she says, she said, Bo, you got to go check them mole traps. What are you doing, boy? <laughs> What's your wife's stance on groundhogs? Backyard groundhogs. She, um, she it's not indifferent. She actually d- does not. She, her mama taught her, she says, you go in the ditch, hit a groundhog. She, they said they break more horses' legs that's true. And any other animal out there. That's my Lexi has made a very harsh stance on it, and I feel very prominent that we take them out. Have you ever heard of anyone double lunging a groundhog? No comment. <laughs> hey, that's what the con- just, that's what the constitution is there. Justin for. Martin, everybody. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Who you got Jimbo? I think I think we got to close this thing out with a world champ and a world champ and all the world champs and then just me sitting here. And, and thank you for coming See to my podcast, Low Budget 
Live. Lives. Not so live. Not so live. I'm glad you came no here. Nobody's alive. Not so live. Jimbo may, Jimbo, let's Jimbo go, may not do it. You're up. Jim, Jimbo's asleep. Five minutes, fine. Jimbo, we can, we, we're we sorry. Can, we can run this as long as we want. This is our podcast. It's our show. Now. We may be doing this in the morning when you guys get up to go. Now that I got a new co-host, the sky's the limit. As long as the camera has battery, we can do this. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Ronquist. We got a we world got a, champion. The man, the myth, the legend. I mean. This uh this segment's actually brought to you by Drake Waterfowl. Yes, it is. Welcome. Officially, unofficial, official. Yeah. Officially. We're brought just, to you by Drake. Let's let's start out with this high and low. Why this not? High and low. Yeah, let's this get is a, a high new and segment. low right off the top. On low budget this, live. Is, this is brought to you by Drake Waterfowl. Yes. And Mr. Jimbo. Man, that's awesome. I'm just happy to be here. What do you think, Jimbo, when people say, people like Justin Martin say, you are 92, potentially 97% hen mallard? Man, he's been heavily fertilized. <laughs> um. <laughs> At the same time, it's flattering because when people that you respect in the industry that say kind things about you, yeah. you can't help but appreciate it. Man, I, I I was just as flattered having the opportunity to spend time with him in the woods as the other way around, and and lots of mutual respect for all the Duck Commander folks and and Justin and the Chase and the whole crew over there. I've always respected them, and it's cool to to, to know that it's returned, and and that's what it's all about, man. Just good times with good people that understand it. And I heard y'all talking earlier, and I don't want to be the dead horse, but. The, or a dead dove, Jim. Or a dead gotta, dove, gotta, you know. Sorry about sorry about his luck. Um, but it was cool because of the fact that the, a lot of us had never spent time together hunting, and everybody kind of fell in place and knew what to do. You know, and that was kind of cool. And and I I had a, I appreciated that. So um, good times, man. Good times. Enjoyed doing it. Listen, I I compared it at one point to Justin. I said when I threw up to shoot my first mallard there this morning i said man i felt like i was playing catch in the backyard with tom brady i had to make that shot y'all were all watching you me i was all over the gun and i'm like oh okay no big deal luke make it happen it was it was pressure as did i dick brother hey, i got i got him i folded him up now i missed a couple more times after that we won't talk about that I, I, look here you know what they uh, all these ammo companies they making fresh bullets every day <laughs> They make money off of guys like me, trust they, me. They love it, you I, know. I personally, though, my shooting got worse after Rory got stuck in that hole because I was so worried about him because it took him out of the hunt mentally. He was really upset after that, and then I was upset, and Justin was upset because he saved him, and it was a harrowing experience for all of us, Jimbo. I, I think we can say that. So that really shook shook my shots up. Wouldn't I, you? I, I was scared. Were you, you, were, you were upset as well. I was, I, I was That was your low. That I was, was your low. low the whole day. Honestly, yep. I thought he was gone. Now I, I said I was like the best swimmer here. Yeah, I'm taking off waders. Obviously, if you're gonna go jump in the water, you better take your waders off. She's gonna sink. But don't take your waders off. Don't get in the water. Just putting that out there. That was absolutely don't do that. That was this my veter- This veteran duck guru is like, what are you he, doing, he looks, Bo? Don't looked, make that suggestion, looked, Bo. He look. He looks over at me. He's like, this is the next generation and he's, he's like this is what he's turning it over to yeah this is the next generation of duck hunters and he's like why could it have been anybody else 
No, actually, y'all read that wrong. So look here. I spend a lot of time in the water from <laughs> October through the end of January and February. I can't swim a lick. If I ever fall out of the boat, I'm a dead man. I'm going to drown. I can't you can't swim. swim? I can't swim for nothing. That is that is on our podcast <laughs> yeah, right now. It's on our Mr. Jimbo cannot swim. <laughs> oh, no. Breaking the, Hang on. Look here. I swim like a bulldog. When I go in, I go straight down. Do we need a sound effect for Absolutely. that breaking news? Hang on a second. Mr. Jimbo can't swim, 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 swim. You're correct. Breaking so, news. So, so my whole point there is when you get when it gets bad, it's just throw him a line and go to pulling. You know, don't strip off, don't nothing. Throw him a line and go to pulling. Jimbo, jerk and snatch. Re- no, this, snatch. this would absolutely would have been something good to know at the beginning of the day if something would have happened to you. We, <laughs> we would have just guessed you could have swam. Oh, no, I can't swim. You signed a liability release. I did. To be here. But you did, did. You didn't let any of these fine gentlemen know that you couldn't swim. I'm, Nobody asked. <laughs> I will say, in your defense, it was not on the questionnaire that we filled it, out. It, it was, not, was not, there. not a can you swim. But the whole point of that is, I'll get in the boat, man. I, I've gotten uh, my bio eighteen V. No telling how many times at three o'clock, three thirty in the morning, run up White River by myself and loved it, enjoyed every minute of it. Grew up on the water. Uh, we lived in West Kentucky and. West Tennessee for some time, so you bass fishing folks will appreciate this, that I spent a good bit of my growing up years on Kentucky and Barkley Lake. Okay. So, you know, we the had... Real the real LBL. Yeah. So, I, I get it. You know, grew up around it. But I was always a fat kid, didn't want to be around the pool with my shirt off, so I wasn't about to learn how to swim, so I just didn't. Yeah, but no, at the same man. time, water doesn't... I'm not scared of it. I just know I can't swim. It's that simple. That's why. Uh, really? So, in... I stepped that. off in a deep spot this morning, and for just a minute, I thought I was going to have to ask for some help. I didn't. I made my way up out of there. Um, but I, I, I feel when, when Rory goes, man, I might need a hand, <laughs> things are getting rough. You know it's deep. I get it. It's deep when it's, it's up to the damn chest. damn sure deep. So, <laughs> it's deeper uh, than I need to be in if that boy's in trouble. That's right. So, anyway, it's all good. So, the whole point to it is pay attention to what you're doing. When you're out and stuff like that, Try to think of ways that you can use to, to help you out. So, you know. Be thinking ahead, you mean. Be, yeah. be thinking ahead. And you never know what's going to happen, right? No, um, you don't. But don't be afraid to stick that shotgun in the water to push yourself back up. Or a great walking stick when you need one. Um, I don't Love care that. if it's Amen. an 870, a Benelli, a Super X4. I don't care what it is. All of them are pretty good shape. They get wet. You dump that water out of them, they'll keep shooting. I promise. <laughs> They're shaped like a stick for a reason. Get you out of that hole. Amen. Amen. Um, just good times, good things, a lot of fun. Big thanks to the Herndon family and Rory no and, Clay and mm. having everybody in to do this kind of thing. We shot a few ducks here in mid-January. Um, unprecedented warm weather. I noticed the buttercups bloomed today. Unbelievable. I, yesterday, my part there, they weren't there. Today, down that road right there, they're all them pretty yellow buttercups. Middle of January. That's that's early, man. That's early. It feels like we need to be turkey hunting. Yes. And that's my other passion in life is, is spring turkey season. And it's way off. It'll get cold. It'll get holed up. But um, just interesting to see what Mother Nature throws at us. Every year. Every year is different. It's so crazy whenever you think about the seasons. Obviously, all the all the hunting seasons pretty much the same dates you know start dates same time frame every year fishing tournaments the schedules move around but 
we always think about like if I see a schedule comes out, oh, we're going to be on the Arkansas River in March. Well, you always have an idea in your mind, well, seasonal pattern. But like you said, Mother Nature throws something different at us every year. You could go to the same lake six years in a row, and it will never fish the same. Never, I don't ever. care where it's at, and it's the same way with hunting, man. You can you can have a banner year like Rory was saying, and all you guys have been saying, Martin, you duck season's been incredible this year. Last year, not so good. And it just you never know. You never know what you're going to get into you don't right? know the what outdoors. You're get. And that's why we all keep coming back. Well, you know, it's it's kind of like if it was the same all the time, and it was, and if it was absolutely predictable, it would take some of the fun out of it. You know, I, I use the line when you talk about waterfowl, talking about the mystery of migration, and there's a there, there's a certain mystery to it that that draws us all in, and it's not just ducks; it's upland birds, it's fish, it's it, it's everything that goes into the outdoor sports. Um, shoot, hunt, fish, it's all part of it. That mystery of how we think we know, but how are, how are the critters going to be affected by the environmental pressures that, that's being put on them, and how are we going to be able to react? And that's what makes us outdoors people. That makes us want to study what we do and continue to do so. So not every day is going to be the same. Now, you, you think, okay, it's going to be like this. We knew this morning it was warm, it was really foggy, and there was no wind, so – I knew things were going to be a little tough, but we did. wasn't no bang-upper, but it wasn't horrible. It was a solid fair, and I'll take a solid fair every day. I love it. Robert. I love it. All right, so for the folks, the fishing folks, we're all about titles and trophies and things in the bass fishing world. Talk about your world championship. I got I got to hear this. Man, it's look. The, the biggest compliment I've ever got was when Justin Martin said something about he sounded like a mattered hen. That's what it's all about. I was fortunate enough, in, blowing in the contest world, to win a world championship back way back in 2006. I chased it pretty hard. It was it was a fun time. You know, contest duck calling back in those days, it, and, and still is, in all fairness, opportunity to meet like-minded individuals you know, and be around people that that you have similar ideas with um, makes you a better duck call operator, makes you want to do better things and be more of it. But it ain't about calling ducks. It's about blowing a duck whistle is what it's about. <laughs> um, the big thing that I appreciate, and back to Justin's compliment about, you know, sounding like ducks, that's what it's all about. So I grew up, how can I do a better job communicating with critters, Right. Tricking them. Tricking them. Talking them into giving up. And and that's kind of what it's all about. And I sit and I'm fortunate to live in a place where I can sit and listen to ducks on the field by the house at night and whatnot. And um and, and like you listen to Brooke and Bo and all these guys are excellent. I ain't no different than any of these guys. Just I get we you take and you listen to that and you try to emulate it, and that's what we all try to do. Um I'm no different, no better, no worse than any of these other guys. And they're the same with them. You know, you listen to Bo and Brooke, they're freaking awesome. So, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's just fun to be around like-minded individuals doing what we enjoy to do. Amen to that. And that's what this week's been about down here at 50-52, thanks to this bunch. Amen on that, all together. And all I know is we get one more morning where I get to share a duck blind with this bunch and pretend like I know what I'm doing, you know. I, I'm hoping, Jimbo, and I'll put you on the spot here. There's a camera. You know, there's going to be probably at least – somewhere between one and a million people watch this. <laughs> uh, 
Will you teach me how to use a duck call tomorrow? Man, it ain't hard if you can talk. <laughs> I tell this to folks all the time. So, man, I can't hardly blow a duck call. I struggle doing this. If you can talk, you can blow a duck call. Listen, I can talk. Y'all know. Man, y'all been around me too. I've, I've, I've done been around you for two nights, and I can tell you, you can talk pretty damn good. <laughs> so, uh, oh man, I am very confident. Listen, I'm very confident we can get you blowing a duck call. Jim, I, I I didn't get in trouble a lot in school for many things, but I did get in trouble for talking in class too much. My mama got a lot of phone calls, bless her heart, especially in elementary school. You well, got to get this boy to shut up. Uh, I, I get. Can you whistle? A little bit. Not good though. If you can talk and whistle, we can get you blowing a duck caller in about. Five minutes ain't no problem. What, can I? Do you think I'll be at least twenty five percent hen when you get finished with me? Since you're ninety, is that a possible hey, okay. ninety? You're ninety two. I'm, I'm going to shoot for fifty. <laughs> oh, damn! Listen, you turn me loose fifty percent. I'll come out here next time. He'll see me. I'll have Drake head to toe, boy. I'll have me a new shotgun. That's all good. Now look at that. That's over my not shoulder. good. Test that I'm shooting for fifty. I didn't say I was going to get it. <laughs> hey, you'll learn real quick. First time you. Hit Put a little bit of licking in that thing. <laughs> but there's no better teacher on this planet than Mr. Jimbo. Than this Period guy right here. Period. End of story. Just, a, just We'll a get you going in the right direction, partner. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this. It's been awesome. Hey, it's man, I appreciate, appreciate you letting me be a part. Be, being a part of this is cool. It's just the whole deal. It, it's what it's all about. It, it, it's why I enjoy being a part of our – I heard – Jason, Justin said earlier, industry, I don't know a better word of it, but, you know, we get to do a lot of cool things. But the best part of what we get to do is we get to meet some really cool people and get to spend time in God's great outdoors. And that's that's a cool thing, man. That's get, a really cool thing. Get to wake up, I say it every day, get to wake up on this side of the dirt and get to do what we do. It's all good. Nothing like it. You know, I Nothing read like stuff it. all the time. I see where folks say, man, we're just going through the grind. We're just grinding away. We're just doing this grind of duck season. It's just, we're grinding, just grinding it out. Well, look here, partner. If it's a grind, you need to go find you a new job. <laughs> That's right. Because if it's that bad, go find you something else to do, man. Go be an accountant. Go do something else. But if it's a grind, damn it, man. Go find something else because I'm tired, but I love it. Yesterday morning was the first morning I did hunt since the day after the freeze so that was december 27 28 uh, that was what 17 18 19 days straight wow. i didn't hunt yesterday morning um it's not a grind man i'm not gonna say i don't get tired but i ain't never got tired of it and i get aggravated when i hear now i realize the play on words folks try to do i i, I get that but if it's if you're gonna use it for the literal definition of the word grind, it's wrong. And like I said, I'll say it again. If it's a grind to you, go find you some, a new hobby. Go take up golf, racquetball. I don't care. Just <laughs> find be, you something different. You'll be right back quick yeah. after you go do something else. Go find you something different. Yep. You, I love it. You go build fence for, for a whole winter and then come back to duck hiding. I'm right. telling you one thing, you're going to love that. Oh, yeah, you, you bet. I, and, you know, in the guiding days, the full-tilt guiding days, as you well know, are tough. I mean, they're long hours. They it, and it's – I'm not saying it's not hard work. Yep. It is hard work, but it's not a grind because you're having the opportunity to do things that people would give body parts for, so it ain't a grind. Jimbo, have you ever – I'll leave it at that. Have you ever had it – like, we have these long days, long nights – 
you know, have you ever had days where you look back and you're like, I wish I hadn't have gone that day? I don't think that. No. No, I don't think I've ever had that. And my, my dad always told me, he said, Bo, we go on these big walks for elk. I go and we walk 10 miles. We always get back to the truck. We're dying. We're hurting. We get down, we sit down, we drink a little bit of water, and we look back. And I've never in my whole entire life looked back and said, I really wish I didn't do that walk. Never. Never, ever. Never, ever. Um, I can remember a couple of hunts when I was in the guide business. And when you get to a point where you can choose your days, mm-hmm. you know, and, which makes sense. You don't have to go every day if you don't need to. But I had some guys in camp, and we were hunting, and now, I mean, it was pouring down, raining. It was raining pitchforks and tater tots, man. I mean, it was raining hard. And I can remember. You are 100% related to my wife. <laughs> I, I ain't ever, I, and that's, there's only one other person that talks like that, and that's my wife and Miss Rosie. Yeah. She, she talks like that, too. And I, you guys speak fluent Creek, but I've learned it. So I know what you're talking about, pitchforks and tater tots, since you better watch out. That's right. And that's raining pretty hard. And I remember having my hood pulled up on my head and my arms drawn up, you know, like I'm like I'm kind of almost in bed, you know. And every now and then I'd look up underneath my hat and I'd go, pat, 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 pat. I'd pull the hood up. I'd snuggle back in. I'd set water dripping off the front of my hat, Bill. I'd go, got to think that for a little bit. I said, you know, it's cold and it's wet, but it's kind of cool, you know. <laughs> But we wasn't going to shoot nothing. And I knew we wasn't going to shoot nothing. But them folks paid good money to come go hunting. And I give them an option. We could hunt. They didn't want to pay my day rate. Or we could go lay up and drink coffee and go eat breakfast. And it was on. I mean, they didn't have to pay a day rate. But they chose to go take that chance and have that opportunity. And that's worth a lot. And, and if we ever lose that, we're done. You know, yep. and and it was cold and it was wet, but I had on good good gear. Yep, I stayed dry. It was all good. You'll you know? never forget that day, and I'll never forget it. And I don't regret doing it. Yep. You know, now if I didn't have to t- go hunting that morning, I probably would have chose to stay in bed and throw a leg around Miss Rosie. But <laughs> um, <laughs> at the same time, it was all good. You she know? was glad that it was raining tater tots and pitchforks. That's exactly right. You know? so, <laughs> Oh, so, man. You know, but it, but it's all relative, right? So, but it was not a grind. I I I openly chose to go get in the boat, yep. get a dog, and go hunting. And that's something I think a lot of folks take for granted that we have that opportunity to enjoy God's great outdoors and enjoy the North American Wildlife Management Plan. Have the opportunity to do what we do, and we just need to be appreciative of that. That, that, that's a doubt. great way to put it. I got one more question, if you guys don't mind. Okay. Jimbo. Hurry up, you, I got to pee. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> have you had, uh, we've had these days. We get to hunt a lot. The days where you didn't want to get up, what's your best day where you didn't want to get up, but you did anyways, that you could think of? You've had a few of them where you're like, oh, I yeah. don't want to get up tomorrow. It's going to be crappy conditions, but you just go out and you actually have a great day. Do you have anything that sticks out in your mind? Man, there's been several, actually. There's been a lot of times that, you know, you've had a long day, a late night, you're entertaining, you're doing whatever, um, and you're tired, and the alarm goes off, you think, man, another 15 minutes. 
Mm, yep. You get up, and you hear that rain dripping off them gutters, and you're like, man, this might be a good morning not to go. But I can remember a time that it, it, kind of the same conditions as I just talked about with those folks yep. that, that we went, and for whatever reason, the tides changed, ducks turned, whatever, and we shot them up. Um, just, it, and it was so much fun because everybody got soaking wet because I don't care what kind of gear you got. When you get to hunting and you start flipping your hood off and you're looking up and doing, yep, yep. You're, you're going to get a little bit wet. Yep. I don't care what kind of gear you wear. You're going to get a little bit wet. That's the fun uh, part. That, and that's part of it. Yeah. You know, and man, we, I remember a morning it was like that and it was pouring down rain and I don't know what changed, but we shot and all of a sudden it started slow and just here come a bunch, here come another bunch, here come another bunch. Mm. And we started getting them. And I remember this one bunch of folks, we was hunting the big blinds before I started talking about my black hole theory and duck blinds. So, you know, you're, you understand this. So you take a duck blind that's brushed an oak brush or something like that. Folks get up in there and they want to open up their shooting hole. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, I got Get you. up there and shoot. Yep. Well, it makes a square black hole. Yep. And I call it the great black hole of abyss. It scares the coon dog doo-doo out of every mountain duck that flies past it. and I, They've never seen that in Arkansas, have they? Oh, just everywhere. <laughs> um, so I, I get up in the every, blind. Every other rice field. Every other rice field. So I get up there and I show them. I say, guys, look, i got these bundles made. If you just take a couple of them, lay across here, break up that black hole, stay down. Or if you're going to open it up, stay up in it with your camouflage clothes on and keep the hole plugged. Mm -hmm. It's not about covering the person. It's about eliminating the black hole okay and, and I, I i bet them and and i bet i told them i said guys look here here's the deal and i got up there and she, i said if you'll do what i say and if we don't shoot ducks it's on me yeah but if we do shoot ducks regular day right you ain't got nothing to lose yep you know at this point so i mean it's raining pretty good and i get i show them what to do i said i right, guys just work with me here and i show them everything we get to calling and get a bunch in shoot them pow, 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 pow. and they can shoot pretty fair we picked up a few. really we kept going we wound up shooting limited ducks but after every bunch i said all right guys close them holes close them and i'd walk out front boop, 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 boop. i'd walk out front and say, all right close them up fellas okay and they kept them closed and i showed them that if they would come up gun first they'd push that gun barrel out especially where the bundles were made, your arms were a wedge, and it would push those bundles out of the way, and they could shoot okay. free. It's no problem. So just a little education yep. went a long way to taking a day that could have been very difficult and not productive and made it productive. So well, Listening to an expert. No, that, that, I mean, truly, that's take the notes on that one because I'll tell you what, this boy's been around the block a million times. And wrote the book. The, uh, no, no. Wrote the book. Come on now. And then, and that had a big part of it. You killing ducks on cloudy days like that? Boy knows what he's doing. So. Cloudy day ducks are tough, and it's typically all about concealment. Yep. They, they'll try to work, but it's all about concealment. And if you're hunting out of a big duck blind or a pit in a rice field, or yep, or you're hunting in flooded woods, wherever you are. Think about concealment. The light's the same everywhere. Think about what the water looks like where you're standing. If you're in shallow water and every tree, everybody stands around is muddy water, and out there with the decoys are is clear water, yeah, yeah you're not going to shoot them. Yep, yep. It, it's that simple. That's it. That's it. Anyway, so that, there was your one story. No, I, I appreciate Details that. Details matter. so cool. You know, that's the type of stuff that, you know, you don't get every day. You know, no. this is, that's so special. I appreciate you just sharing that with us. You're welcome. Thank you, Jimbo.
Thank you. Appreciate you, buddy. Yep. Big time. Thank you for doing it. Drake, yes, hey, sorry. Drake Waterfowl. Yeah, hey, check non-typical. us out. Drake Waterfowl.com for your deer guy, non-typical turkey hunters. If you're mm-hmm. old Tom, fishing guys, Drake Performance Fishing. Uh, if you're wax cotton guy, the McAllister line, we got a lot of cool stuff. Come check us out. Um, got any questions, hit me up. JRonQuest at DrakeWaterfowl.com. Daggone. You're going to get a lot of emails. Hey, I have a hey wait till after duck season because I just looked a little bit this afternoon and they hit me up on a couple of things. I got a bunch. <laughs> they stacking, huh? They stacking up. It's hard to stay on top of emails and run a duck camp at the same time. So um, they're just going to be patient. Yeah, so wait till after. Let's say he, he might get with you about May. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, so no, we. No, no, no. May, April, May is a tough time for him, too. So here's my well, other that's thing. That's true. So yeah, then, we, then we change seasons. My other passion in life is spring turkey hunting, and I'm one of the founding members of Turkeys for Tomorrow. And we roll right out of duck season into February, and everybody's starting to think turkeys in February. So, um, Amen, brother. Y- y'all just be patient, but I'll get back with you. <laughs> That's okay. awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. It was an honor. Yes, Absolutely. No, the honor's on me. Sure, I don't you. know about that. Yeah, thank you, Jimbo. I'm just a low-lifer. Bo, I want you to close it out with one thing. What was that, button? Get that call out. Get that diaphragm call out. Take us out with the many voices. Gotcha, but Bober, let's go. Let's go. Golly. Listen, we've called in everything from coyotes to crows. One second, I gotta clean this call up a little bit. Oh, okay. For all you turkey hunters out there. Pretty good yapping. <laughs> there it is. And we'll end that with a Eurasian collar dub. Thank you, buddy. Well, that was a good time. Thank, thank y'all. Really great thanks, to the, thanks to Express Boats, Roy Herndon, Clay Connor, and crew. It's been awesome. This is awesome, man. Cool. All right. Well, that's all she wrote for this week's Low Budget Live. Thank y'all so much for watching that, for listening. I appreciate it. There's one thing about it. I know we're primarily bass fishing around here, but but you know, anytime I get a chance to have a conversation or multiple conversations with people that I find interesting, that I feel like you low lifers will definitely find interesting, or that you know that you're already fans of from a different part of the world, I'm going to do that. I love the in-person conversation. There was no way I was not going to document that week. I've also, I'm going to try to piece together a little duck hunting YouTube video too. I don't know what I'll, uh, you know, footage I got. I'm certainly no Bo Brooks with a camera. That's for sure. Uh, somebody that I forgot to mention in the open of the show that I just like completely brain dead. My dear friend, Chris Vines from express boats was also in the duck blind with us this week. And, uh, one of my favorite folks to get to spend time with as well. He was there and and Chris is going to be joining TH Marine very soon. So, uh, awesome, awesome week with those guys. Rory Herndon, one of the classiest human beings you'll ever meet. Clay Connor, always putting 
great people together in a setting like that and then letting me be a part of it, which is amazing. Uh, I have no idea what I've done to deserve that, but multiple, multiple thanks to Clay Connor and thanks to all those gentlemen for taking the time after a long day of duck hunting and being up early and, and standing in the water for putting up with me running my mouth here, be sure to go follow all those guys. Jim Ronquist, of course, Martin Duckman. I know y'all are already following Martin most likely, but Bo Brooks, I think it's Bo Brooks 90s or Bo Hunter on, uh, on Instagram, Bo Hunter 96. Go follow him. Higdon Outdoors, amazing content those guys are putting out. If you're a hunter at all, you will enjoy every single second of it. Oh, Bo gets to catch them smallmouth too. Trust me. But thank y'all for tuning in, and I will see y'all. Going to take you out with Biloxi Blues, of course. And then I'm going to see y'all next week. We're getting close to 200 episodes. Come on with it. From Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish moss or Civil War ghosts, well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.